Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, yes, indeed. We are live at phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And I'm flying solo here today. We uh, were under the... uh, Information that Aton was going to miss the first hour of the show and join us in the second hour where we would also go live on Sports Map Radio Network. And now I find out that there's no Barrett Brooks. He is AWOL at this moment, folks. And if anybody has seen Barrett, you know, fixing up a, uh, a broken down Mercedes anywhere in South Jersey, perhaps he is uh, driving in that vehicle, maybe he is stranded on a roadside somewhere. Kindly lend him some assistance. Give him your iPhone and let him get on and talk with me here on the middle because we had a full slate of local action last night as far as Philadelphia sports. And I got to be honest, I had it on. I had the two big screens behind me, behind my uh, green screen here. I had the Sixers game on and I had the Phillies game on. And about midway through the Phillies game, I realized they had no chance. As soon as I saw my buddy Vinny Velo come out of the bullpen and attempt to get outs at the major league level, uh, I knew they had no chance. So I flipped back to the Flyers game. And the Flyers game was pretty entertaining. I figured they'd lose last night in a back-to-back against the Boston Bruins. And uh, sure enough, they came up short. And the Flyers are in are in, are in tough straits right now. Uh they are teetering on really, you know, cashing it in. We might have to ask them to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, cash in for the playoffs because, like, to thank them for participating, as my old buddy Tony Bruno would say, because now the Rangers have caught the Flyers in the points race, and both teams have played 38 games, and both teams are now tied at 41 points. Rangers catch the Flyers. There's no games in hand. Uh, like you know, Mertidis always loves to say, hey, when they're trailing in points, yeah, but they've got two or three games in hand. Well, that's not the case here with the New York Rangers, who have caught the Flyers. And now both teams uh, are five points behind the Boston Bruins, who, uh, of course, picked up two last night. They picked up one in the tie the previous night with the Flyers. So they pick up three points in their two games with the Flyers. And they've played two less games than both the Flyers and the Rangers. So starting to dwindle down in the, in the number of games left and the Flyers are, are, are really teetering on uh, possibly being totally out of the playoff mix unless they really make an about face here. And I just don't see it, frankly. And the Phillies, we find out last night that they will not go 162-0. And maybe that is why Barrett Brooks has failed to join the program today because I think he had a future on the Phillies going 162-0. and uh, Obviously, that did not happen. They couldn't hit Stroman last night. He went six innings, giving up only three hits. So that's two starters in a row now for the New York Mets. DeGrom, of course, who is a, you know, best pitcher in baseball, arguably. And now Stroman, who have gone, you know, six innings against the Phillies and only surrendered three hits. Uh, they did get the one home run. D.D. Gregorius uh, managed to hit a homer. So they did get a run off the starter. 
Uh, but then Vinny Velo comes in in relief of Anderson uh, last night. And it's an incredible line that he had. And I want to research, I want to get back to this Jason Stark tweet that I, I saw uh, late last night, early this morning, in regards to uh, Vinny Velo and what he was able to achieve or not achieve last night, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but he came in and pitched an inning and a third. He gave up zero hits, four earned runs, four walks, and four strikeouts. How's that for a pitching line? Matt Gelb uh, you know, tweeted this, and I saw it uh, last night. Final line on Velasquez, an inning and a third, zero hits, four earned runs, four walks, and four Ks. The full experience, he said. And Jason Stark quote tweets it and says, he just did something that literally has never been done before. That was the first one and a third, zero, four, 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 four line in the entire modern era of baseball. How is that? That is incredible. And if there's anybody that would know that, it's Jason Stark because he knows everything when it comes to baseball. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so the Phillies lose. They still are in first place early on here. And I believe had the Mets again tonight. So uh, then we'll get to the positive part of the Philadelphia professional sports experience last night. And that was the 76ers. Embiid back going up against Boston. And right now, as it stands, this, I believe, would be the first round playoff matchup because the Sixers uh, back in first place and the Celtics are in eighth at this point and floundering. Uh, this, this Celtic team, uh, nowhere near what I thought they'd be. And Embiid was dominant last night, 35 points, went to the free throw line all night long, 16 for 20 from, uh, from the free throw line. How great is it? And I know we don't, we don't talk about this enough, I think, of how great it is to have a big man that not only can go to the line, but goes to the line and makes free throws. I mean, he, he lives at the free throw line and he's got a great stroke. Uh, for a guy his size, 16 for 20, that's what, 80%. I'm not great at math, but, uh, you know, uh, Danny Green was deadly from the three-point stripe last night, hit five out of six three-pointers. They killed him on the offensive glass. You know, Celtics turning the ball over left and right. I think they had 20 last night, and a lot of that's credit to uh, great, good defense uh, by the Sixers. So they're now back tied with the Brooklyn Nets. And we're now kind of waiting for next week. Next Wednesday night, a week from today, uh, will be the big matchup against the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the only thing about the, the only thing about the NBA is you never know who's going to be playing. You know, we anticipate some of these regular season matchups. You want to get fired up for something in the middle of the week uh, for a night, good night to sit down in front of the television set and enjoy your team. And then you find out, oh, no, this guy's gonna not going to play. Or, you know, they're going to load manage this guy for the opponent. You know, maybe no Durant. I don't know. But who knows? Hopefully we'll get uh, as somewhat close to uh, full stocked starting lineups and get a nice game next Wednesday night against the Nets. So a big win uh, for the 76ers. Now we're going to talk uh, a lot of uh, not only Philadelphia big three, big four sports today. We're also going to have Kevin Kincaid on, one of my favorite guys from Crossing Broad, and he covers it all over there for Crossing Broad, including soccer. And we don't touch a lot on soccer. I know when I did, you know, uh, sports radio in Philadelphia, the, you know, the uh, traditional sports radio, you barely touched on it at all. The only time you talked soccer was when a representative – 
and maybe a player or the coach from the team actually made a visit into the station and kind of forced you to talk soccer because they'd bring you stuff. They'd bring you scarves. They'd bring you, you know, a nice, maybe a magnetic schedule and they'd be promoting something. And it was obligatory to bring them on the show and give them, you know, 10 minutes. Well, that's one of the things I enjoy about the freedom of doing this kind of show, the middle here on phillyvoice.com slash the middle is you can, you can dance with other partners. You can talk about other sports and the union get back at it tonight. They have a, a champions league game in, in the CONCACAF, which is a big one tonight down in Costa Rica. And then they have the return uh, match at home at Subaru park next week. But we're going to talk a little soccer with Kevin Kincaid. And, of course, he can talk everything about, you know, the 76ers, the Flyers, Phillies, and all the local stuff, too. And there's also some football stuff that I'd really like to get into with Barrett. I have no idea where he is. Nobody has heard from him. I'm starting to worry about my man. I sent him a couple of texts. And I know Xander has sent him a couple of texts in the last uh, half hour or so. And we have no response. I sent Barrett some information of what I wanted to cover on the show earlier today, and he did respond. So somewhere in the last hour, Barrett has absolutely gone AWOL. And I can just imagine, or at least I hope what I'm what is actually taking place is Barrett is sitting in his basement in his little studio there with his nice little you know, uh, Philly sports uh, backdrop, and he's looking up at the cameras wondering why the link. Oh, there he is. There he is. It is. What was the email that I got that said, I mean, uh, the text I got said we were on a 12, man. My apologies, man. What? My apologies. You see, yeah. I knew it. I, I told Xander, I said, you know what? Barrett thinks there's no show today, or he thinks that we're only going live at noon. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I thought we were going live at noon. <laughs> so now we're all, so I'm in New ahead. York. Oh, I'm you're in New, in New York. York. Okay. Yes, my middle daughter's birthday. She turns 29 today. So oh um, we came down. Had dinner last night. Woke up this morning. You send me all this assorted text. We we knew you know Anton would Anton wasn't gonna be on, but until later. But you sent me these texts, man, and you just you just had me, you know, just in awe on what we could talk about today, man. I mean, yeah, you well, you hated to do it to me, but you definitely did it to me. Well, uh, hey, <laughs> you know, all I know is I was scheduled to go on here at ten. I didn't know which networks were carrying what, and then I found out you know last minute that. You know, Aton's going to be back at noon, and that's when we'll go on uh, uh, Sports Map Radio. Uh, so, hey, we got an hour here. We're going to talk to Kevin Kincaid coming up at around 1035, 1040. But great, I want to get your take as to last night. I was doing a lot of podcasts last night. I had two golf podcasts for the Masters week last night. So I had the games on behind me. And any time I'd get a break, you know, I'd turn around and check the scores and see what was going on. I wasn't able to really dial in to the Sixers in the first half. But by the time I got into that game, it was no contest. That was a breeze last night for them. No question. No question. You know, with, uh, guess what? Embiid being back, these guys are playing at a level. It, I mean, even Furkan Korkmaz goes out there. He has no conscience. He's shooting threes from whenever, however he wants to now. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's, you know. Everybody's falling to their roles, and it's at the right time. Also, so it's definitely at the right time. Yeah, and you know the big man. I was talking about how sometimes we don't. I don't know if we really appreciate him as much as we should. No, we but don't. Have a, to have a guy his size and his ability, where nobody, you know, nobody has an answer for him in in the, in the league. But then a guy that can go to the free throw line and just with a perfect stroke 
you know, get you 16 for 20 from the free throw line. What a luxury that is in, in this day and age in the NBA. Harry, we talked about it the other day. We're looking at what teams are starting to do in the East to try to combat Embiid. I mean, they're yeah. bringing in guys like Blake Griffin with the Nets, um, Aldridge, guys that hadn't even been playing. They're bringing them in just to come in to foul him. Right. And we now have a luxury. We know that he if you foul him, he's going to hit the three, the free throws. Yeah. So it's, it might be counterintuitive for them to have him out there. But I mean, that's the only reason why they brought in Aldridge. Not to necessarily come in and try to stop him. Right. But I mean, just the number of fouls that they can give. I mean, that's it's, all you need. Sort of like what Baylor did uh, against Timmy the other night in the national championship game. Absolutely. You know, they knew that they didn't care if any of those guys really fouled out. It's just like, you know, banging bodies and keeping him, uh, you know, from getting into any kind of offensive flow. Well, just put it in perspective. Last night, playing against the the, the hated Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know and understand, you know, the bad blood between these two teams. But for him to come off of being out for three and a half weeks, almost four weeks, and put up 35 points. Yeah. Six rebounds. Right. Played 33 minutes. So we were. I was scared that he was going to come back and not be in enough shape to come in and be um, a, a force. I thought they were going to have to wait about two or three weeks for him to come back and be the player that we saw him before he got hurt. No, he's coming back in. He's mad. He's pissed off. He's not in the MVP conversation. I, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Sixers right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, and I tease the fact that, you know, next Wednesday night is the boss, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. So, and, you know, and, and I, I tease it with a little bit of caution because in the NBA now, as, as you know, it's like, well, who's going to play? Is everybody going to be, you know, load managed and ready to go and actually play where we'll see, you know, starting lineups? Well, I don't mean with the Nets, man, it's it's it's. It's hit or miss with them. I know. You know. All their guys, you know, you don't know who's playing, who's not playing. I mean, a guy just might turn around and say, hey, you know what? I feel like just going and and, and, and taking a couple of days off, a couple of games off, just because I need a, a management day for, for mental health. Or right. I don't like what's going on in, in, in America today, so I'm just going to take off. They, I guess they have the time they're doing it. Like Kyrie Irving. Typically, right, you know, right. He'll do that. Yeah, I'm a little upset today. I don't. Yeah, I read I, the news and I don't like what I see, so I'm going to take the night off. I mean, but they I, put blueberry. They put blueberries in my pancakes, so I'm taking. I'm taking a week off. Right. I want a chocolate chip pancakes, and I got blueberry <laughs> pancakes. So my hamstring is sore, Coach. But I made reference that that might have been a, a playoff uh, uh, preview of last night: one versus eight, Sixers versus Celtics. But Ash points out on the stream. And he's right. They got play-in games this year for the final playoff spots for the NBA. I was right. not even aware of this. Well, either that or yeah, I was yeah. aware of it and I forgot it. But it looks like you're having like a 7, 8, 9, 10 playoff to get to the final two spots. Well, that's kind of crazy considering the fact that, you know, these, you know, it's, it's like everybody's in the playoffs. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a playoff to get in. But, you know, everybody has an opportunity. No matter what your record is, it's almost like you still – um, have a ways of getting into the playoffs. So I mean, that's kind of crazy, kind of kind of off kilter for me, you know, knowing that, you know, usually the best players are given the opportunity to, to, to keep playing. But now, you know, you just have to have five starters so you can get into the playoffs now. Yeah, and I guess the reason their reasoning for that is, you know, they're not playing the full 82 maybe. You know, they don't have, you know, they're, what, 10 games short of the full 82. But I, I don't know. So that, that would make it. Eighth is Boston. Of course, they're one game under 500. 
But then nine is Indiana. Ten is Chicago. So the Knicks, right now, if they if the season ended today, the Knicks would play the Bulls, I guess, and the Celtics would play the Pacers in a playoff to get to the true seventh and eighth seeds. So the oh. Sixers really wouldn't know if they ended up first who their opponent would be for a little while. That's basically right, right. all it is. Right. Well, you have teams like Chicago still in the mix. Yeah. You know, and, it, we and there's seven them. games under 500, and they're in the mix for the playoffs. And I don't understand that. I don't understand it, man. That's that's ridiculous, man. It, it, it is. It, it's like you're out there playing. You know, they just beat up on them a couple. You know, a couple of days ago, they beat up on the on the um, Bulls pretty bad, but you know, it didn't even look like it was close. And then the mere fact that they are still in the playoff race, they could possibly beat a, a Celtics team that's a game under 500. Right. And still make it to the playoffs. I mean, it's, you don't even have to play hard during the playoffs, really, in all actuality. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I, right, but I don't get the feeling that this Celtics team is going to all of a sudden flip a switch and turn into, you know, a team that I think that the, the Sixers would dispose of them pretty there's easily. There's no question. I really, I don't. mean, yeah, you, you look at their roster, they don't have anybody with, with, with size anymore. No. You know, I'm, I, look, I look at their roster, they don't have anybody really to make a, a significant point. Um, right. at, at, at really battling against the Sixers team. I don't see anybody. I mean, guard place, you know, they're still up there. I mean, Tatum's still good. We understand yeah. what, you know, Brown, Brown, he's a defensive guy, really. But, you know, I thought Kimball Walker was going to come in and be a real player. I thought he was going to be the point that they needed to take him over the hump, but he hasn't done anything either. He's it been hurt seem, the entire season. I know. They're either hurt or it just it just doesn't seem like he, like he fits all that well. Uh, but I the other you, thing I is – I wanted him there. I wanted him here. You did? Yeah, I want them with the Sixers. Well, how much did you spend on the Phillies or the Flyers last night? Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. The beginning of the games. You know, how how they do, how they work out. Well, the Phillies lost. So they're I gotta break it to you, Barrett. I know you're sitting uh, down. They're not going 162 and 0. No, oh, they they you just ruined my day, man. You, you might have ruined the summer. The boys I ruined the, the birthday party. <laughs> you I gotta I gotta hand it to you, man. You you know. When everybody on the stream is having a birthday, and you have a lot of birthday parties that you actually go to in your real life, so you're, to, you're like man. the birthday boy. Well, man, I got I got you know five kids. That's that's five five means of breaking me, man. I, I'm, right. I'm broke walking around. But I, I mean, it, I isn't so there hard. isn't there some point where it's no longer like a big celebration? Like once you're in your 20s, do we really celebrate the birthday that big of a deal? Just send a card, bro. Last last month was my oldest daughter's birthday in February. Well, you know, in February. Now, how old was she? I, I went to PR. She's 30. Oh, that's I right. That's to, why you went on the trip. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to Puerto Rico. Right. This is my twenty, my 29-year-old. She's here. We're in New York right now, um, you know, at a, at a uh, one of those uh, bed and breakfast. Yeah. And, you know, took her out. My bill was 1200 bucks, bro. Dude, you, you got to cut this off. Bro, I'm trying. I'd have I'm cut trying. that off at like, I don't know, 21. <laughs> 21 would have been the last one. I'd take my son or my daughter and we'd go have a drink. Okay. The official they think drink. I still, they, they, they think I still play in the, in the NFL. I know. I told them no. No. This is your fault. I blame well, you. Right, right. Well, you know what? I, I don't have to worry about my kids. You know I mean? They're, they're good kids. Uh, they're not getting in any trouble, you know. Right. Um, none of my daughters have kids yet. My right. sons don't have kids yet. Well, my, my oldest son does, but he's married and we have two grandkids. But right. other than that, I don't have to worry about the police bringing them in and, you know, locking them up. So well, they're good, good kids, man. That's good parenting but, there. Yeah. 
But but I hate to do it to myself though, because when I get a bill like that, you know, that's that's almost worse than a tax bill. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you just did this for the 29th birthday. Now what are you going to do when she turns 30 to top it next year? Oh, you went right. to Puerto Rico for one. Now what do you got to do? Go to the DR right, for right. the other? This is going to be crazy, man. You know, 30th <laughs> birthdays, then birthdays. You know, they they really want something. You know, what I'm saying something right. tangible. So I I don't know, man. I don't know. Right. What's going to happen, man? But you know, hey. I, I'm, I'm enjoying them, man. I'm enjoying being around them. You know, I, don't, I remember I don't, I don't... my 30th birthday, which was in 1995. Okay, I closed on a new place by myself that I had just wow. recently gotten divorced, and I closed on my place down in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, that day, and then went to a concert with uh, three girls. You want... That's how I turned 30. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way to make it happen, man. I, exactly. When I, when I turned thirty, I was I was I was playing for the Lions. Uh huh. I was I was playing for the Lions, and um, you know, at that point, you know, it was my second year with the Lions, and you know, things were pretty good in my life at that point, man. I mean, right. I was still a starter, still right. banking money. You know what I mean? Just had oh. a new contract. So were you with the Lions because the Eagles had had already had that in place that when you t- by the time you turned thirty, you're out of here. <laughs> They, they had already projected you for you. Yeah. Oh, we got to get rid of Barrett Brooks. Yeah, I was a casualty of age. Okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. Not of war, but of age, man. Right, you know, right. You turn 30, you know, they get you out of there. Yeah. Now, the other thing I got to ask you is I'm I'm on a text chain with a bunch of guys at my, uh, at my golf club. And while I'm doing a podcast last night, I'm getting all these texts about Aaron Rodgers' second night on Jeopardy. And these guys were saying how good he did. Did you happen to tune into that? Because I was not involved. I, I would never watch Jeopardy with Aaron right. Rodgers. So hopefully Aton watched some, some of it. Well, it'd be, to me, it'd be like watching paint dry. Wouldn't yeah. you say? You well, know, hope, me, he, yeah, right. Well, hopefully Aton watched it because he's the one that seems to be more intrigued about this than you or I. Well, he's, he's, he's in with the nonsense. You know how he is, man. He's in with the nonsense. Right. But, you know, speaking of that, man, I'm looking at my text – he did send a text saying that. He said it, he did um, that he spoke with he spoke with some people and we're, and we're supposed to go on at noon. Well, that's with Sports Map Radio, but that did not apply to Philly Voice. Uh, oh, yeah. well, there it is. Then. Right there, it is. All right, but well, I will know, I will blame Aton because I love blaming Aton for anything. You know what? You know what I did this morning though. What's that? I got up around about nine o'clock in the morning this morning, and I walked. All the way to to, um, to White Castles. You know, I, I grew up on White Castles in St. Louis. I mean, that's uh-huh. that's to me that's the breakfast of champions. So I walked, had me eight of those little sliders. Right. Walk back. And eight then, sliders at yes. nine in the morning. <laughs> I'm gonna be no good tonight. <laughs> oh my god! What? What? When's the uh, when's the uh, appointment with the cardiologist? <laughs> Do you go to New York for that too? You know, well, hey, that's gonna be. You might want to go it? by like Mount Sinai or something and knock on the door. <laughs> Jesus, Jack. These sliders, man. White Castles, man. You know, yeah. Onion burgers, man. You know, but hey, man, I grew up on them, man. This is this. To me, that was like a luxury now because we don't have them. They closed all of them in Philly. Remember, they yeah. had one on Broad Street. They did. I they had one that. right around the corner from um from the stadium. Right. They closed that down. That's now a, a Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, so no more White Castle in Philly. 
Yeah, man, I got to drive right. like well, an hour up the road. Yesterday, of course, I could not do overtime, right? Because I had to right, leave right. for my uh, uh, blood test or whatever. I had to get blood. Oh, that's right. You had to fast. That's right. Yeah, so I was fasting, and I made my own sandwich yesterday before the show, put it in the <laughs> fridge, and yesterday I packed it and, you know, remembered to bring it with me. Dude, that thing looked like filet mignon when I was driving over <laughs> to park at the at the lab corp, right? I'm like, all right, another 10 minutes, uh, and I'll be able to eat. I dove into that thing. I, I, I ate it in the car. I felt like Namdi Asamoah. <laughs> it's probably the best thing. Oh, best it's so thing good. Ever, it? It's so good. You know, because like I didn't normally I microwave the thing, right? To melt the right. cheese a little bit. So it yep. was in the fridge. So the time that it had to sit in the car in direct sunlight through the sunroof oh. warmed it up just enough. So that's it was great work by you. A cold sandwich you? sucks. Oh, yeah. But you yeah. had the you had the, the you know the foresight to say, hey, I need to get it a little bit warmer than what it is because right. if it's too cold right now, it takes away from the taste. Exactly, you, know, you can't get everything mended together. But right, you having a you know wherewithal to make sure that it was a direct sunlight. So when you let when you got back in the car fifteen minutes later, right. it'll be perfect. Huh? Oh man, <laughs> I was looking forward to that damn thing. Like you have no idea. All right, you listen to The Middle on uh, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle. We got Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad coming up in a few. We'll talk a little soccer with him as it's a big night uh, for the Philadelphia Union. And we'll also talk Sixers, Phillies, and everything uh, Philly sports with Kevin Kincaid. Shander's supposed to join us at the top of the hour for hour number two, which will also be on Sports Map Radio. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be right back. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. The, the, the Middle. The middle. So, bro, I know we're going to get on that, but I, I, I got to say happy birthdays to the, to the kids in the stream. You know what I'm saying? We, we looking. We checking it out. Happy birthday to your, your kids, man. You know what I'm to saying? To who? The kids, man. I'm watching the stream, man. What stream? It's double birthdays. You got to keep your eyes yeah, off that stream. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, you have I mean, a conversation with the stream, and nobody has any idea what you're talking about. You got to give us That's a heads up. Get you hip to it. Because they get you hip to it. No, no, no. We I have no idea what you're talking bro. about. So now we're in the middle of something, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Happy right. birthday. Happy birthday yeah. to who? I have no idea what was, I, what's going on right now. I, I can just imagine people listening on Sports Map Radio just like, what did he just say? Who's Play Action Real. Play Action Real. His son, Nick. Happy birthday, bro. And All then, right. <laughs> now, now everybody's got a birthday. Joey B's daughter, 16 today. Yeah. I mean, calling BS today. Seriously. This is like A.C. Green selling that he right. was a virgin back with Showtime. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. 
Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. And it's the middle. We're back on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Uh, again, Shander uh, skipped the first hour, had uh, had some things he just had to do. He had to take care of some business, right? He had yeah. to handle his business, Barrett. He'll join us at the top. We got uh, Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad coming up in a few. Uh, but a lot to get to here, Barrett. And it's not just uh, Philly Sixers or Flyers related. There is a little bit of football news. Uh, we're going to get hopefully get some audio for this that I've already heard in the second hour uh, regarding this Deshaun Watson situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, you wake me up to that, man. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you got to hear this, though. I mean, I've listened to it. Uh, there's obviously over 20, you know, civil complaints. And now we've got, you know, some some lawsuits. You know, two of the women have actually filed lawsuits. And one of them went into some detail about right. Deshaun and uh, some of his proclivities uh, during a massage. So we, we'll get to that in hour number two. But now I saw that Nike has now suspended his deal that uh, you know he has with Nike. Nike has come in and said, "Hey, this uh, this is looking bad. Now we gotta we gotta suspend things." So they've put Deshaun uh, and Nike on hold. Did you see that? Well, you know, that, that's when you know things are getting serious because when you start getting guys like Nike, who who's, yeah. they've been through a lot. They understand what it is um, with players, you know, with all they went through with Tiger and, you know, everything else. So when they get to a point that they're going to start pulling endorsements from you, when there's yeah. smoke, there's fire, man. So, you know, things things are going to get a little hot for, for, uh, for Deshaun coming up here pretty soon, man, because evidently they know a lot more than than you know what's being said right and that's how you know that's how these most of these you know the most of the people that support him that's that's how they go about you know taking away from their endorsements and things of that nature because they know about things yeah. and they you know they understand that you know it's a little more than just smoke at this point yeah that's when it really gets real you know when the sponsors right. start to you right. know your corporate partners start to walk now i'm looking at the stream here i feel like you barrett but i figure you know we got to involve these guys because they are just firing <laughs> away today <laughs> Uh, we, yes, had, sir. We, had a, we had a question. I described what I did on my 30th birthday and Joey B wanted to know what concert I ended up going to see. It was Dave Matthews. Okay. It's it Dave, Dave Matthews. Matthews. He was huge in the mid nineties. I guess he still is, but he was really big back then. And uh, that was the concert. Now we've got odds for what my sandwich was right. yesterday. <laughs> and uh, I'm almost like Michael Bradley when it comes to lunch sandwich. Oh, it's yeah, pretty much go, the same thing every day. Yeah, same old, same old. Yeah. Huh? It's 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 like roasted turkey and cheese on uh, pumpernickel spiral pumpernickel uh, bread. Right. Oh, that's rye good because you get because you get that smokiness. Rye. Yeah, yeah, that smokiness with with the, like the little tangy. The bread has a little tangy taste to it, also. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's a nice little mix of, uh, you know, of food. Me, I like to try new stuff, but it's nothing like over-reliable, man. I'll, I'll eat the same. My favorite meal, man, is fried chicken wings, mashed potatoes, and corn. Oh. I mean, I'll eat that every corn day. Corn on the cob or, or like day. corn, just corn? Corn, just just corn has yeah. already been cut off the cob. Exactly. You know, I have no time for, 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 for eating corn on the cob, man. It's, it's, I'm not a cobsman. Nope. No, I mean, <laughs> and, you know, nope. right around the corner for me, they have this, it's called sweet Jersey corn. Uh-huh. This corn is amazing, man. It's almost like, it's almost like eating a snack, like a, like a, like a candy bar, man. This I mean, this corn is so sweet. It sweet, tastes so good. Yeah. But you just got to do to it. You got to boil it. Then you got to take it up. Then you got to wait till it cool off. We got to put butter on it first. Then you got to wait till it cools off enough for you to eat. Cause if you eat it, you don't burn your mouth. That's too much, right. man. It's too much. I agree. Just, just, just give it to me, you know, you know, and you know, it's already off the corn, but I'll tell you what, that Jersey corn is almost worth it going is ahead and, and that get, a yeah. silver queen. Is that what yes. they call that good yep. corn? So, silver yep. queen. So, but you gotta then you gotta go, you gotta buy, you gotta shuck it yourself. You gotta husk you know, you gotta it. Yeah, you gotta take yeah. the husk off. You know, and sometimes the you get the, the little white hairs in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah the corn yeah, silk. Like, That's on, called man. corn That's, silk. <laughs> That's too much, man. It's you know, it's a pain in my butt, man. I I get mad at doing that, you know. Right. It's like when I was younger, my mom. She used to really put me to the test, man. She used to make me pick greens. Uh-huh. Now picking greens, you got to pick them and then you got to wash them. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I'd be sitting there picking greens and washing them. It's a lot and, of work. And, and, and yeah, yeah. Come I mean, on. it's not even worth all that. You know, I'd rather not eat them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd rather not eat them. If we got to go through all that, I'm like, no. <laughs> oh man. All right. So. Uh, Kincaid's coming up here in about 1040, but there are some football issues outside of Deshaun Watson, too. I didn't know if you saw this, but Jim Schwartz is back in the NFL. What? Our old friend, defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, uh, has apparently said, I've had enough of retirement. I'm bored. So I'm going to come back. Uh, He's going to come back as a consultant type. He's like an assistant to the assistant to the assistant, but on the defensive side, for the Tennessee Titans. Well, he, so, he goes home, huh? Yeah. He goes back home. I, you know, at, I can see how it won't breach it. So he'll be getting still paid by the Eagles. I, I would imagine. I would imagine that that's the deal because you wouldn't want to, yeah. you know, walk away. You walk away from that kind of money, right? So you take right. some sort of consultant deal that doesn't violate, I guess, you know, you know. So he's not really a coach, coach. He's a consulting yes. guy as opposed to being a coach. Basically a consultant's role. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that that's good money to me. I mean, to consult and get paid, that sounds like it's cool to me. I'd love yeah. that. Give me the opportunity to get paid. You why know, don't you probably why make, can't what, you do that? Million? Why can't you but like be like an offensive no. line consultant for the Eagles? Too much time. It's way too much time, yeah? man. Being a coach is is you gotta have total dedication to being a coach, because um, you know that clock never turns off. Mm-hmm. I mean, a player might be something wrong with a player. You gotta go check the player out, or you gotta break down tape. You're yeah, always you thinking, be, "What could I be doing next?" Yeah, but you just be the consultant. You wouldn't be like the offensive line coach. You'd be like the third guy, but you still get a little Let's check. See. Well, see, the only thing is, you know, whatever you do, you got to do it to the best of your ability, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard because you can't you can't really be a a, um, a guy, you know, just dipping your toe in there. You got to be full, fully submerged in, in, inside the pool. You can't just dip your toe in there and tip your foot in there. Right. Once you get in uh, and, and then, I, you know, I would be a great coach because I've done it. I've done it before. And in a short time, you know, I 
I made an you know an impact on a couple of players, and they were like, "Man, you should be a coach." I'm like, "Nah." It's too was much this with the I Eagles? Friends. Yeah. Was it with the oh, well, Eagles? No, no, no. I actually wasn't with the Eagles. It was actually with the Ravens. Oh, okay. I was down there with Harbaugh. Harbaugh brought me. I said, Harbaugh, man, I want to see if I want to coach, man. So he brought me down there. I did that coaching internship. And uh, he asked me, he said, look, man, you got a gift for it. Why don't you just go ahead and get into this? I'm like, hmm. he said, I'll give you an opportunity, man. You can be in this. I'm like, nah, it was too much. I man. I was getting up. I was getting up at 430, being at work at 530. And I wasn't leaving until like 1030, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, man. Yeah, next thing what? you know, you know, I'll be looking, I'll be looking like I'm 70 years old instead of what I look like now, like 60. Right. I look like I'm 70, 75 years old, man. It takes it out of you. It really takes it out of you. You know, that's, so that's like, nah, that I reminds mean, me of what those grad assistant guys have to do at the college level. The guys that are just breaking in, like, <laughs> you know, maybe they just gotten done their playing career. They're in their early tw- mid 20s and they want to go into coaching. And then they're these, these GAs and they're working their butts off and getting very little if any cash and that's like the first step i can remember coach mangino before he was coach at kansas before he was the office of guru at at, uh oklahoma Mm -hmm. he was a ga with me at kansas state oh yeah and i had this guy my my coach was called my coach was john latina he was my coach and dana bible i mean uh, dana uh dana demel and uh not funky coleman latina (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, it's like, okay. <laughs> but he, he's he's now the offensive line coach with um with Duke's football team. Okay. So long story long, I was my senior year, and you know, and here's uh you know coach, you know he, he's sitting there, he's done. Hey, he, coach Latina told him, hey, he told coach, we call him Coach Bear, but it's Coach Mangino. Mm-hmm. Hey, Coach Mangino, take the tackles over there and work with them because we had three young guys in the middle, and it, and I was a um I was you know senior, and the other guy was a senior at tackles. Right. So he'd be like, all right, guys, let's do this. I'm like, nah, Coach Bear, we're not doing that today. So I'd be standing there with my hat and my helmet on backwards, just sitting there, you know, chilling. And then, you know, my boy John Latina, he was a senior too. He's supposed to, come on, guys, you guys going to get me busted, man. So no, no, we're not doing anything right now. But then when the head coach would look over and see my helmet on backwards, then we put our clothes on, we start working, you know what I'm saying? You know, but we were like, nah, we're not doing a few, uh, Coach, Coach, uh, Coach Mangino. Now he's big time, you know, coach, a big time assistant now. So right. I'm like, whoa. Little do you know. Little do you know. Yeah, you never Kincaid, know. Kincaid, uh, what's going on, man? There he is. Kevin Kincaid, Cross and Broad, joining us here on phillyvoice.com <laughs> slash the middle and uh, live from his uh, suburban abode. And you're, you're all fired up. Have you, have you started the tailgate yet uh, for the big CONCACAF game, Champions League tonight for your Philadelphia Union? Oh, my God. It's like overload, Harry. I got uh, Philadelphia Union at 6 o'clock. I got to pick up my daughter from the nanny. I got to cook dinner for the family somehow. Then we got Eddie Eddie Alvarez, <laughs> Philadelphia's Eddie Alvarez, fighting on uh, TNT tonight. Is that o'clock. right? That's yeah, too? Oh, my God. Wow. Oh my okay. God. That's good work by you. Now, do you this have is... multiple TV screens for this? Oh, I do. I've got a, a double monitor set up uh, up here in the office. We got a TV screen downstairs, so I'm going to try to just get my daughter down easily, and then we'll set it up. We'll get a vodka crayon. There you go. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, I'll look out the window and I'll see pigs flying because the union are in the Champions League. So go figure, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, tell us about <laughs> this because I know, I know the Champions League on the European side, you know, with the, the Premier League and all, you know, these great leagues over there. And I watched some of that. It's, it's good stuff. And it's considered, I guess, the biggest tournament, soccer tournament in the world to those guys over there. 
What? How big is it on this side with CONCACAF, and how big of a deal is it that the union are actually starting this off against a really good squad in uh, Deportivo Saprissa from Costa Rica? Yeah, it's still a big deal. I mean, basically the Champions League that you guys watch with the European teams with Real Madrid and Juventus and Manchester United, this is just a North American version of it, right? Okay. So, you know, it's Costa Rica, it's Mexico, it's Canada, it's the United States, right? So it's for our region, for North America, the Caribbean and Central America. And there's a lot of prestige to it. You know, I mean, it's it's an honor to be considered uh, or to, to, to qualify for this competition because you have to be a good team to get there. You know, the union qualified because they won the supporter shield last year. Right. So yep. they had the yep. best record. They had the best MLS regular season record during the pandemic year. So that's how they got in. You can also get in by winning the MLS cup coming mm-hmm. through the playoffs. You can get in by uh, winning the U S open cup, which is our version of the FA cup, which you're familiar with Harry. Sure. Um, so yeah, there is prestige to it. And for the union, this is the first time they've appeared on a continental stage like this. So our little team, which has not achieved much of anything uh, in 10 years of existence is uh, finally turning the corner to where they're playing in a game against a really good Costa Rican team on national TV and uh, have a chance to kind of prove that they've taken the next step. And that last year wasn't, wasn't like a, you know, a COVID pandemic fluke. fluke. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. I did a lot. Of, um, you know, I had, I had a show breakfast on broad, man. And um, we had on uh, Blake, you know, the, the, their goaltender. Andre Blake, yeah. Yeah, Andre. I mean, and, and he was, you know, at that point, you know, he, he was it was the national team, and then he had his team with the union, and he had to pick between the two, you know, so he kind of split his time with him. But, I, yeah. mean, he, I mean, he's good, man. What are their salaries compared to, the you know, the guys over there, like, you know, Real Madrid and all those types of teams? <laughs> they're, uh, they're like nothing. They're yeah. nothing. <laughs> I mean, like most of the guys, yeah. I mean, you got guys who were, like, making, like, $100,000 a week. Over right, there right. in England, you know, and that's how they talk yeah. about it. They they do their salaries by week over there instead of like month or by year. Right, so it's right, funny right. to hear their terminology, you know. But like you got guys in MLS now that are like the high end guys who are like making like a million, two million, three right. million a year. But you still have the vast majority of guys who are making like probably two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. Those salaries have come up in recent years to the point where yeah. these guys these guys aren't like. Three of them aren't living together in like Hermosa Beach while David Beckham makes seven point five million right. living in his mansion by himself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the these other guys are in bunk beds eating ramen noodles, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah we are, we've gotten beyond that point, right? But you still have now in the union's case, the union don't have a lot of high paid guys at all. So they right. have a lot of like local kids. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Brendan Aronson, who's from Medford, yeah. who was mm-hmm. transferred. He came he came from Medford through the Philadelphia Union Academy and now plays in Europe. He wasn't making a lot of money, but they got a lot of like uh, local kids who came through the academy up at, uh, in Wayne at YSC mm-hmm. Sports. And the union, I ironically, have like this robust kind of like local academy thing where they're just churning these kids through the pipeline. And, you know, the funniest thing is we talk about like, Oh, we love Philadelphia. We're so provincial and parochial and blue collar and we're so Philly, right? Well, I mean, the union has the most players on their team that are from this region. Homegrown, yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's easy to chew. That's kind of my selling point to like the four for four fans who think that soccer sucks. I'm like, well, you can watch a bunch of kids who are from here, you know? Right. So that's absolutely what told them. <laughs> that was yeah. just about, man. Um, where I'm from in St. Louis, soccer was kind of big. You know, we had uh, you know, we had Ursuline and all, you know, all these big tier schools in, in my area. Yeah. And I yeah, can remember, yeah. you know, a couple of guys, you know, that played soccer came out, you know, wanted to play football, be kickers and whatnot. But <laughs> back in the day, you know, like I said, when the union first started, Blake was telling me like the average salary back then was like 
80, 90 grand. You know, so at least it's, 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 it's yeah. went up a lot now. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. We shouldn't we should have never been in a position where a Philadelphia sports writer was making more money than a Philadelphia athlete. That, oh, was, that, was, that was like the that was the real deal, you know. But right. I mean, to their credit, they have they have raised that through different collective bargaining agreements. You know, now look, I mean, when the union came to Philly to Chester 10 years ago, there was only like, you know, of maybe like how many MLS teams, like 17 or 18 or 19 or 20 or something. They've, they've added like 10 teams. It was like, like you were 15 of them were, were in California too, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, in St. Louis, it's funny because St. Louis was always seen as like an expansion candidate because they yep. have a rich soccer history there. Yeah. Taylor Twelman's yep. from St. Louis. Oh yeah. Um, they have a second division team that gets a lot of fans, but yeah, I mean, they've they've come a long way. We're not we're not paying these dudes peanuts anymore. Like they're actually making like real livable salaries and they're right. like real athletes now. It's yeah. no longer like, you know, Mike my, my salary compared to Mike Missinelli's salary. Over, <laughs> you know, like he's in the he's like in the Premier League, right? Dude, do you want me to comment on that? I mean, because I can well, go. I know like you have movie. Twitter beefs with him every once in a while. I was I was going to get to that. Have, have you gotten in any new Twitter beefs with any radio personalities? Oh, no. After we had that like massive blow up about the uh, the unpaid internships, oh. and uh, you know, I went on Mike's show. I was invited to go on Mike's show, and then he and Tyrone ambushed me. But oh uh, yeah, but I, which I kind of expected. Like obviously, I'm like I, I know what I'm walking into. But Tyrone was cool. But uh-huh. uh, but Mike was a little bit. Um, <laughs> What, point, what was point that in. all about, man? Come on, man. I mean, are you kidding me? You know, I mean, because people don't understand. I didn't have the big name, bro. I didn't have the big name that you know came with you know with, with being an uh, NFL football player who wanted to be on TV. I didn't want to be on yeah. TV. In fact, I just wanted to be in sports. So I produced. I, you know, I thought of myself being a pretty damn good you know producer. I yeah, produced yeah. you know NFL playbook and all that stuff. I served Jaws and. Sterling Sharp and Baldy Coffee, you know, during the day, you know, broke down film. I was a content producer, you know, so I I, mean, I enjoyed yeah. doing that, man. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, uh, I got on radio, man, and started working with Harry. And ever since then, I've been corrupt. Ever since that time, I, I oh, worked man. with Harry the first time. I can hear you know? Baldy slurping that coffee right now, man. Well, it's a good thing Akon's not here right now because he would be going apop- apoplectic on uh, this topic. But but no, it was. You know what was dumb about it is that it just like like most things, it just got totally out of control. But it started with uh, that NFL report. Jane Slater, who uh, went on Twitter and she said, hey, I have an opportunity like somebody I know is offering like this unpaid work. You know, it's mm-hmm. like good. Put it on your resume or whatever. And like all these people came out of the woodwork just ripping her saying like, we don't do unpaid labor in this right. country. You know, it's right. not fair and we don't do yeah. unpaid internships and stuff like that. And the only point that I was trying to make was that you don't have to do that to land a job these days. But sometimes that can be valuable yeah. because you can get experience. You know, if I go intern at, at Philly Voice or NBC Sports Philadelphia or something like that, I make these contacts. Maybe I meet Mark Zumoff. You know, maybe I, I learn how to produce or edit or something like that. You right. can have these valuable skills that don't necessarily require compensation. And to make a long story short, you know, Mike and Tyrone and Natalie were arguing that it's disenfranchises people who don't have a lot of money because they can't afford mm. Uh, to do it because they have to take care of their family or do these other things or whatever. So that's how I started else. my radio career working for free. Right. You know, one yeah, night, one, one show a week. And I, and I had to right. commute, you know, like an hour over an hour each way to to do it. I mean, it's, you know, oh, well, well there's, a, there's a misnomer there, too, that you have to, you know, because a lot of times people go get one job and then they just add some un, unpaid work on the side. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, like you don't have to like I don't know many people who are working like 40 hours unpaid during the summer and like no. mooch, mooching off their parents. Like, I mean, that's pretty stupid if you're going to do that anyway. So I agree. Uh, most people had a job. They added some unpaid work and that was 
That was you need to come talk to my kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to come talk to my kids. They mooching off okay. me and, and still yeah. working. You know, uh, Jared needs help, man. He needs help. All right, let's get it back to the union. All right, yeah, let's get uh, it back to the yeah. union. Yeah. Now, obviously, the regular season starts uh, later this month at Columbus on April the 18th, and yeah. But in, in the meantime, of course, they have the game tonight in, in San Jose, Costa Rica. But then they come back and the return match is next week at Subaru Park, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's two legs. You know, right. it's like most of these Champions League games where you go down there and you play them. And, and then, then gold they come, come up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a way there's away goals. I'm I'm 99% sure the away goals are are the tiebreaker, right? Mm-hmm. So this team Saprisa, though, they're typically really, really good. They're one of the best teams in Costa Rica. They're playing like absolute uh, garbage right now, however. Okay. And um, they haven't scored a lot of goals. They haven't won a lot of games. Uh, there's going to be no fans in the stadium. Uh, so on a normal occasion, I would say that the Union would be a massive underdog going down there. But it's different in a pandemic world. I mean, you know, anything can happen. Right. Um, so I think they're like a plus 245 underdog or something. So maybe Aton's putting some Aton. on them as, as we speak. You Thank know? you very much. You, you, probably, you absolutely know he is. Yeah, man. You he's got his app out right now, and he's putting right. something in. Then he's going to roll it yeah. with a round robin with That's some right. other <laughs> game. He's got, he's got four different apps up right now, and he's scrambling to get the bets in on all four of them at the same time. And then he's going <laughs> to wrap them all together and parlay them into like right. the flyers or something. it'll take yeah. the mets tonight or something on the run yeah. line yeah. yeah but it's funny harry because you know like this uh champions league in north america it's always won by mexican teams uh, like yeah. you know so honestly it's always been kind of a barometer for how mls how far mls is coming whether we can compete with the big teams in mexico who are spending tens of millions of dollars right you know and so right. far we haven't been able to get over the hump but we're closing the gap a little bit because we're spending more money on player salaries and you have big ambitious teams that are coming in and uh, we've, we've gotten pretty close, but this is a good, uh, good test for the union to see if they've, if they've really turned that corner. Well, you yeah. know, that doesn't, that's, that's what you want. I think, you know, it's almost, it's not as, it's, it, uh, I'll take that back. They're starting to build back. Soccer starting to build back up and I'm seeing baseball take the decline because if you look at these, um, you know, like pop Warner football, I start off the first sport I ever played was soccer. That's the yeah. first sport I ever played, you know. I and I actually stopped playing it because I was in a co-ed league, and this girl she was bigger than me. Can you imagine a girl bigger than me? Wait, that's same age. <laughs> yes, and we were, you know, and and I got kicked. I got kicked in the uh, in the shin, and she shattered my shin. <laughs> Look at this dude here. Oh, look at this. Oh, no. he, he, must, he must have heard the, the, <laughs> the line Robin. on the union tonight, and he wants to tell us what parlay he is he has already yeah. involved them in. A little round robin tonight, yeah. Aton. No, I, I came on here to make sure that everybody knew that I went three and one last night in my picks, including the over on the Flyers, and Mertitis skunked the hell out of everybody. Mertitis. At one in three, like a true skunk. And I've had it. I have had it with the skunk. What's up, Kev? What's up, Aton? Yeah, I, I have to admit, I'm feeling a little depressed about DMX. How are you doing with DMX right oh, now? Oh, yeah. He's, he's in a bad yeah, way. I, yeah, it's, it's not looking good for X. It's, it's not looking good like Barrett's background is looking good. Is Barrett on vacation real quick? Or? Yeah. Well, he, told you. he thought he was. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, we got you, we got Aaron Rodgers here. We got Barry on vacation. We got Harry, who I'm surprised he showed up because it's the day before the Masters, which is a yeah, holiday yeah. in the Mays house. 
Yeah, yeah well, it is a holiday. But yeah, I was he's there at 11 a.m. Unwrapping a, unwrapping a uh, pimento cheese sandwich right exactly now. Exactly right. As, as we speak. That'll yeah. cost you a dollar fifty down at Augusta National. That yeah, oh, man, that's my old sandwich. my old stomping grounds down there. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what'd you think of the Sixers last night? Uh, you know, uh, this Celtics team is 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 hollow, man. Yeah, they are. They don't have any interior presence at all. Yeah. I mean, for Joel Embiid to go to the foul line 20 times, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times, I, you know, I went back and looked at it. Uh, so they played 10 games without Embiid while he was injured. And uh, there was three of those 10 games. They didn't even go to the foul line 20 times as a team. As a team. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, and you can get into a whole separate discussion about whether these are actually fouls on him or are they calling the NBA in a goofy kind of way. But just for some context here, if you take Joel Embiid's free throw attempts, like per 36 uh, minutes, you know, to extrapolate it to say everybody's on the floor at the same time, mm-hmm. he he's on pace to absolutely shatter like the all time record. Wow. I mean, I, I went back really? just as a quick, yeah, I just went back as a quick exercise and looked back through like 25 years and then I got bored. Um, but to, to see if anybody had a higher number than him and Prime Shack. Prime Harden when he was drawing a bunch of fouls, Dwight Howard in the 2000s, like nobody was coming close to drawing the same amount of fouls that he is. Wow, you know, and it's incredible yeah. because he gets he goes to the line, he gets to rest, he gets yep. a break. You know, they put other teams in in foul trouble. They're like the number they're the number one team in the NBA that this year getting to the line, and it's a it's a huge massive reason for why they're winning. It really well, is. Okay. I was saying at the yeah. beginning of the show that it's a it's a luxury, and I don't think we appreciate it really enough of how good he is yeah. at the stripe as a big man. I mean, it's one thing to get fouled to be you, an eighty five percent shooter right. when you get yeah. I mean, because yeah. like, these guys like Shaq and Dwight Howard weren't hitting anything. And like here's here's a take that I want to try that I, I'll see if you guys understand it because I'm just a hot take it alert. Hot no, it's take. it's it's not a hot take necessarily, oh. but I feel like Embiid in the earlier part of his career. When he would have these offensive possessions, his main goal would be to draw the foul. And so you'd see the rip through. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd see him swing his arms into you know players or positions that might not be there, right? Where he, he was abandoning every other option on the offensive side because he saw only the foul, right? And I feel like this year now he's doing it within the natural flow of his possessions. So he might right. face up for a shot. You know, he might take it hard to the to the to the rack, but the foul comes as he's doing other things, and he's not just like trying to sell out a hundred percent for that, mm-hmm. you know, whereas, it's and I think Euro that was, step. yeah. He's, yeah. I think, Euro I think what he was doing, yeah, he was, I think what happens when he was looking for that earlier in his career, he was turning the ball over a lot, you know, yeah. cause sometimes he wouldn't get the foul call and he didn't have a backup plan, but he looks like he's kind of matured and, Right, and he'd, he'd go to throw up a, a shot, and the ball would just, you know, yeah, it would just fly up in the air, right, because he didn't get what he was looking for, but that was like the only thing, like he had this like tunnel that was vision. a bailout. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my take that I tried to explain. No, I love that. I love that yeah. take. In fact, yeah. that you know that is that is the hot take of the day. If we had yeah. something sponsored, but the the oh, stream wow. the stream is pointing out that Aton is in I look cool driving mode right now because he's got the <laughs> camera position where he's you know he's almost got his gangsta lean on in the SUV sitting no, in no, the no, dispensary no. parking I, lot. No, 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 look, look. No? I have my elbow on the window. There's no lean here, right? The lean, that, that, that's old, man. People don't lean yeah. anymore, all right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very millennial kind of thing. Okay? <laughs> no, nobody wants well, well, anything. No, nobody out there to avoid getting uh, caught or pulled over is doing stuff to get caught or pulled over. That's why you don't okay. a stop sign in the middle of Texas with 350 pounds of weed in your car. 
<laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Oh, hey, where, people want to know where you are and when you will be Nick back Newton. in your home studio. Well, we're connected technically, so it's just not up there on there. But mm -hmm. it's not oh, a very no. good connection. We're losing him. Yeah, I hate yeah, to do it to you, man. Let me here. I want to respond to something Barrett said earlier. Go ahead. Um, I'm racing, he, man. I'm racing again. I'm oh, he's still. He's, all right, just mute him. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> no, because he was talking about uh, you were making the point about soccer, and you were saying you had the girl who was, like, bigger than you or whatever. But, you know, it's funny is that because, you know, the running joke is that soccer is the sport of the future since 1970, right? Like, right, everybody right. was telling you it's going to be exactly. the biggest thing. It's going to get bigger and bigger. But, yep. you know, now it's, it's funny because, like, when you – uh, you know, if you took your son to the Philadelphia Union in 2010 and he was 10 years old, like now that kid's 20 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have with, with actually having a team here now, you have those like impressionable moments where people can go down to the stadium, and buy the jersey. Or maybe somebody throws them a sweaty wristband or something like that. And then they're a, a fan for life. Mm -hmm. You know, like before you that's what you do when you go up to Lehigh for Eagles training camp. Right. Right, like exactly. Jerome, like the Reggie White was, was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, Chris Gokong would throw me like his sweaty T-shirt or whatever. Now he's like Chris Gokong's biggest fan for life. Right. So, but, but we didn't we didn't have that right for soccer. So it's like kind of these like uh, generational things. You know, every like old school baseball fan can remember when their dad took him to Connie Mack Stadium and they saw mm -hmm. like jo Johnny Four Fingers. You know, throw throw it against like uh, Bobby Black Sox or something like that. And they have right. these like these stories and these impressionable generational things that are like stuck in their minds. So I think that's, what's helping us hmm. as union fans and soccer fans is now you have that like actual, like real, like live and local more tangible, tangible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When you're right yeah. there. I mean, like I said, she kicked me in my shin, shattered my shin, shin guard, <laughs> cut, my, cut my shin up. So hence I stopped playing. It was too violent, man. So that's why I stopped playing soccer. That and, and you got into you know, football. Yeah. Gravity took over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I really started, you know, liking McDonald's. So, you know, then, you know, I had to go out of that sport and into yeah. a sport that helped me out. But, you know, I mean, that's what it is. You know, soccer is more readily available. I think a lot of reason why this team, uh, why soccer is to be um, a, a lot more of a sport that people start to look at, especially here in Philadelphia. And, you know, a lot more even in St. Louis is that, you know, David Beckham became a national treasure here when he flew, when he was, you know, was, playing in, in, in Cali mm -hmm. and he was there and they could see him a lot. The stuff that he was doing, it, he took a whole generation of fans, man, with him then, man. And, you know, he turned yeah. things around with the commercials and everything else. Wasn't there yeah. that movie, Bend It Like Beckham? Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. yeah. You know, that wasn't even really much of a soccer movie, believe no. it or not. Or it wasn't really <laughs> much about, it, about him. No. I don't even think he was in it. Like, it's I think he was in a title. Like, yeah, he was. he did like a cameo at the very end or something. Right, but, right. I mean, to Barrett's point, it's like uh, – you know, a lot of those guys love coming over here to play because people will just leave them alone. You know, mm -hmm. they don't get like the celebrity, like people stopping them on the streets and stuff like that. But they add clout to our league because right. people over there are still paying attention to it. Sure. So when They're Steven, rock stars over there, man. Right, right, right. So when yeah. Steven Gerrard comes over here, Frank Lampard comes over here. I was funny because I was talking to uh, the union's color commentator about this. He used to play in the Premier League, Danny Higginbotham. Mm -hmm. And um you know, it was like the running joke for the longest time. It's like, this is where you come to retire. Right. You know, this is like, you know, pick up your final page. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go like relax on the beach and like play two games and then right. call it a career. Right. It's like Bruce Smith and Deion Sanders getting their big check from the Redskins <laughs> when they had nothing left. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But we've kind of gone against that now because it's like, 
before it was like MLS was seen as the league of like washed up, like 35 year old British dudes. Okay. And it ain't that anymore. I mean, you got like a 19 year old kid coming through Medford, New Jersey to the Philadelphia union Academy to the Philadelphia union first team. And now he's playing for the best team in Austria. So we're doing it the opposite way. Now we have like a, we're a country of 330 million people and we're finally tapping into the resources that we have here with these big academies and these casting these wide nets and bringing these kids up and doing it quote unquote the right way. So we've kind of gotten away from that. Whereas Beckham kind of started it and built up a lot of interest in the league. Now we've kind of transitioned out of that and we're doing it with you. Yep. I'm just well, trying you know, to figure out if we're going to be joining in, in the Europe, network here. It, Go ahead, Barrett. Uh, in Europe, in Europe, then they start, you know, they might be, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, and if they show a lot of promise, yeah. you know, they're signing contracts at, at at twelve years old for a couple million dollars to their parents to get yeah. them all the way acclimated into pro soccer at the age of you know twelve, fourteen years old. Yeah, it's insane, and it's it's we had like a reckoning when a lot of uh, you know when we started to figure it out over here. Uh, like for example, the Philadelphia Union uh, haven't selected a player out of college in three years. And they stopped doing it entirely. Like they don't, they don't, the Philadelphia Union don't participate in the draft anymore hmm. because their philosophy is like these kids are 22 years old. They're already too old. So yeah. we have our own local system where we're going to bring the 17 year old and the 18 year old through. And we don't want the kid who's graduating from Louisville at age hmm. 21 or 22, you know? So, right. you know, that's resulted in us building these academies and getting kids into it younger. And bringing yep. them through the system so that they're ready to play when they're 17 or 18. You look at these teams in Germany and the Netherlands and whatnot. Like there's this team Ajax that f- fielded a team that had like 10, 19 year olds in it. Mm-hmm. And that's right. just kind of like what you have to do because, you know, the soccer career isn't that long. Most right. guys don't play very far into their 30s. So it has to kind of start when you're 18 or 19. Yeah. Ajax spelled Ajax, right? Yeah, like the cleaning supply. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the villain from Deadpool, wasn't his name like Ajax? Yeah. I, I, think you're, I think you're right about that. But so so there there isn't uh, – and you know, we're talking with Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad, talking a little soccer. Uh, so there isn't a stipulation like there is with baseball. Like if you commit to college, you got to stay three years. Like if you're a, co- a college soccer player, is it the same or can you take a year and then leave? Yeah, I don't think there's any stipulation now. It changes all the time, but you could there's Philadelphia Union kids who come through the academy also who or had ties to this team in their youth who then go on to college also if they mm-hmm. weren't necessarily good enough to come through the uh the the ranks to the first team. But you know, we've built this pipeline now where you can skip college entirely. Because mm-hmm. what was happening is that we were imp- importing all these coaches from Scotland and England and Germany and whatnot, and they were looking at our system and they were saying, like, this is a waste. You know, if this kid is not developed by age 18 to the point where he's ready to play for the Philadelphia Union, then he's not going to get anything playing at Syracuse for the next four years that we can't give him here, Hmm. you know, because they're just playing one season for three months. And the developmental time that they get there is not worth the developmental time that they would get in Wayne, you know, playing against other kids of their age. So we've accelerated the process and we've cut out college because they're not getting anything beneficial from it. Whereas in the case of the NFL, um, what is Justin Fields without his experience at college? Ohio State. Yeah, like you exactly. can't you can't do it, right? right? So I mean, but that's the highest, the highest level of competition we can give football and basketball players. Well, and maybe it's changing with basketball too. Hmm. You know, with one and done and you know the the G League and whatnot. So we we've kind of like had this referendum nationwide in a lot of different sports where we're kind of like redoing college and the youth approach, you know, and saying yeah. is this the best way to do it? Well, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's because 
you go to school, you go to college to make money when you get out of college. If you can forego that, make money, and then you can still go back to college. Why not do it <laughs> yeah. that way? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but you can do it reverse. I didn't mean to cut you off. You can do it in reverse too, because yeah, the, un- the union had a kid like ten years ago who was sixteen years old and joined the team when he was sixteen, and he played for a couple seasons and he was good, but it wasn't going to make a career out of it. So he retired at like age twenty and then went off to college. Yep. So he had a four-year soccer career from sixteen to twenty, and then went and got his business degree. And now he works on like Walt Wall Street, I think. Mm. So I mean, we're kind of rewriting the rules on before it was like this linear path. You know, it was right. like youth yeah. development, college, pros, and now we're saying, well, you can do it in any sort of kind of way that's suitable for you. Well, methyl yeah. methyl yeah. ethyl on the stream says it's a European style system now. My kid's teammates started training with a union youth club at age seven. Yep. Yeah. You have to do yeah. it that way. You know, you have know. to get your skills up there. It you feels know, like it feels like child labor in a way because it's like yeah. you're putting these kids. These kids don't know any better, and you're putting them into right. these academies and stuff. But if Lionel Messi is starting when he's five years old, you know, it's like how are we ever going to be competitive with the rest of the world and win the World Cup and be a respectable soccer country if we're not matching what they're willing to do? Right. Yeah. You know? That's a good so, point. Like hockey. Hockey's the same way. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hockey. When you think about Canada, yeah. you think about Russia. I mean, there's yeah. a lot more United States born players, though, now over the last exactly. what, you know, 15 to 20 years. It's really yeah. increased yeah. a lot. Like yeah. good well, we players. Catch up. Well, yeah. I mean, we went like that with, with, with um, when you go in and, and with, even with, with basketball in the Olympics, you know, we got caught, caught really far behind because yeah. our amateurs were not up to par with, with their, uh, with their, you know, guys that were getting paid that they were sending to the Olympics, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, man. Cause I don't, you know, the, the funniest thing was like, you know, Philly is an old school town, right? We're going to have to tie this up too, Kev. Yeah, sure. I'll just final point. Like we're slow to adapt to a lot of things, but I would just say, look, you might not even be a big soccer fan, but the union has a lot of local kids, you know, these are good stories and it's fun to, fun to watch them and support them. Great hot dog, great stadium. Yeah. Subaru park. Great stuff, Kevin. Of course, tonight on television, uh, the union against the, Deportivo Saprissa. Did I say that go. right? How yeah, that was that? pretty good. That was pretty good. It's not bad. Starting not out bad. the Champions League tonight. And, uh, of course, they'll be back next week at Subaru Park. We appreciate you jumping on, man. Thanks so Anytime, much. Anytime, gentlemen. All right, take it easy. Yep. All right, there he is. Kevin Kincaid. We're going to be joined with the network, uh, Sports Map Radio, here coming up in a in a minute or so. Barrett's, we got another hour to go. We're going to have Jeff Parles. Parles will be in the house in his normal spot at 1240, I am told. So, uh, you know, we're I'm sort of like, you know, punching around here in the dark right now. Shander is somewhere in, near between Warrington and Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Right. We don't know where. <laughs> Hopefully we will locate him uh, because I have no idea how to touch base with Ron Culver. So this, this <laughs> is going to be, you know, it's, it's like sex in space, man. Like you have no idea what's going on. Well, all I'm gonna say is that you're doing a great job, man. Yeah. You know, the, all all this just this chaos and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. we've done we've hit the whole gamut, man. We've went from right. from 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 soccer to everything in just a few hours. I mean, uh, just you know, a few minutes, man. So, That's I mean, how we roll, man. You got to be able no to question. hit on it. You know, you, you got to be able to hit all the notes, Barrett. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You don't want to be just a guy that can just you know hit the low notes. You got to get you know you got to have range, as they say, <laughs> right? A little baritone. Yeah, I mean, you can't you just know? be a baritone, though. You got to be a baritone. You got to be an alto. You got to yeah, be a yeah, tenor, yeah, yeah. you know, a soprano. <laughs> you know, you got to grab your sack and be a soprano every yeah. now and then. 
but we'll we'll reset it here as soon as uh, Xander lets me know what's going on as far as where we are because I know right now we're just on phillyvoice.com slash the middle uh, but we should be joined by the network here momentarily so I guess we'll reset with all the Philly stuff and uh, get into this Deshaun Watson audio because you got to hear this I'm telling you no question no question yeah so, uh, you know, I, uh, Barrett, we might lose you when we play this. I don't know if, how you're going to be able to handle this audio. I'm teasing the hell out of this because I listened to it today and I was just like, what? What is going on? This is this really happens. Right. Like, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with myself. I mean, I, you know, I've walked around the locker room. Mm-hmm. Naked, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is, you know, hey, all right. Yeah. Yeah, and look, look at the stream, man. You know, from White Castles to soccer, oh, we I know. hit the whole game. And uh, just you know, when I tell my stories, I, I, I'm, I'm very honest when I tell my stories. Right, you live it, man. It's, it's right, your right. BS. And uh, people were were uh, making reference to. Remember when you had the Central Park? You couldn't think of the name right. of Central Park, <laughs> and <laughs> there's like the Barrett walked by Central Crazy. Park on his way to White Castle. There it is. <laughs> that looks like a suitcase. It is because it's uh, it's. Oh my God, that's awesome! These are all White Castle burgers, man. Oh my God! Now, are those still ready to go? Like you could eat, or have you eaten yes. all those? And those are empty boxes. I told you I ate eight of them. So how I many come eight. in there? Twenty. Twenty burgers. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh eight. So you just wow. put them in a microwave, reheat them, is and they're they're good. That'd be just as good as when you bought them from the store. But it's a you lot know, of bread, man. To look at well, a lot yeah, of this. That's, that's, that's the only thing, man. But they steam them. They don't really. They don't really fry them or or, right. or, or they they steam them in onion. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know, yeah, I remember steamed. eating them, and it, they yeah. almost seemed like they weren't cooked all the way through. Right, like they just melt in your mouth. Yeah, you know, and I, 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 I just lived on them, man. I, just, I can remember uh, getting up and having to go to take my SAT, mm-hmm. so I had to be there like six thirty. I can remember going to get White Castles before I went to SAT, and I'm taking the test, and also my stomach just started. Rumble. I'm like, oh man. Oh man. This, oh. I, I hate to do it to me. It was a bad move. <laughs> and I was supposed to be taking the SAT. Right? <laughs> it was so a bad happened? football. You oh. had to go to the restroom and yes, uh, I did. Yes, I yeah. did. He's like, you know, she tried to tell me, oh, I said, ma'am, you but really the, don't want to do this to me. The SAT, really SAT is a timed test. So you were exactly. actually wasting time I, in the in the in the restroom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And oh, I think, man. you know, on that test, on that test, you had to get 
um, over 700. Right. Being, you know, but I think the top you can get is like 1400. Okay. And if you got over 710, you're able to go to college. I think it used to be 1600 was the top score. Well, 1600. Back yeah. When I well, took them at least. Yep. 16. Yeah. That's what you write. 1600. Yeah, yeah. And if you got over 710, you're able to go to college. Well, my mom, she uh, paid a hundred bucks to get my scores back early. Right. So I could, uh, you know, go to college. Cause I didn't think I was going to college. You know, I, I was going to work at the post office. Okay. Long story long, I got like an 860 because I spent half my time in the bathroom. <laughs> no. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Now we got a lot of uh, a lot of football stuff still to get to because I don't know if you saw this, uh, but the Atlanta Falcons, remember I referenced this last week uh, with the Possible number four trading, pick yep. could be for yep. sale. And then now apparently they're on public record as saying, hey, we're open for business. If you want to jump in here to the number four slot, so like apparently they're not taking a quarterback uh, because if they would, you know, either that or or maybe they just don't like who they would have to take it for. They would want to have, you know, one of the guys at one, two or three, but they're looking to get out of four. Now, can you see Howie Roseman dealing, wheeling and dealing his way back into the top five after he fell back from six to 12? That would be totally moronic. <laughs> for him to do something like that. That'd be like the worst. I mean, I you would have he would have to be fired if he did that. He would have yeah. to be fired. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, I he mean, if, I, I just bring it up just simply because nothing would totally shock me when it right. comes to Howie Roseman <laughs> and the Eagles in the draft. Uh, but if you if you were to do that, like what would you let's just f- play the scenario that how, how he's trying to get back up there and uh, he couldn't get to two to take Zach Wilson right. uh and he he tried to get to three San Francisco outbid him so then he retrenched and dealt with Miami and fell back to 12 but he'd still like to get up in the top five to take a non-quarterback like a Pitts or somebody like that or the, or the offensive lineman from Oregon, let's say right 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 um I could see that. I, could. I, when, I'm, when I'm thinking number four, I'm thinking quarterback. Okay. And that'll be the only way you, you trade down to get because I'm thinking the first five picks, first four picks, there's gonna be four quarterbacks drafted. Right. In the um, you know, in the six picks in the in the draft. Well, you'd have Lawrence, you got Wilson, and then you'd say Fields. Either Fields or three. Lance. Right. Yeah, well, I, I think I think Fields would be or number Jones. Three. What about Mac Jones? And that's what I'm saying. He's sitting right around it. And that's why I, I really think that that's the quarterback that um, – that uh, New England. I can New, New England, England slide. Or Atlanta. Yeah. Even, or, or even Atlanta. Getting a guy like Mac Jones. They just don't value him at the f- number four pick. But if they could trade out a number four, get another first rounder, mm-hmm. and sit there and pick him so right trade, around that 10 area. Maybe trade with Denver. Go. Maybe right. trade back with the Denver Broncos. And I think they're eight or something like that. Right. Eight or uh, nine. I think Carolina's eight. I think Denver's just after them, if I'm if I'm correct. Right. I'll look it up. I mean, I'll look it up. But yeah, I could see something like that going because I could see Denver, you know, trying to get into this this whole quarterback uh they need situation. A quarterback. I mean, you know, can they sit there and say that Drew Yeah, Denver's nine. Denver's yep. at nine. It goes so- uh it goes Atlanta four, Bengals five, Dolphins now six, then Detroit, Carolina, Denver, Dallas. That's your top ten. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, see, you I mean I, that, I could see him doing that. I really could. You know, Jamar Chase just showed that he is probably locked himself as as the number two or three guy in the draft now. Non quarterback. No, all the quarterbacks also. I think he has more value than than even um, you know, even Wilson. You yeah, know, but he's not going to go number two, though. He's not going to go. No, he's not no. going to do that. But right, as far as you know, what he is in the draft, you know, if, if you look at if you look so you, at the best players in the draft, I would go Lawrence number one, right? Chase two, Pitts three, and then I'd go Wilson. Um, I think Wilson and Fields should be locked in. You know, virtually the same guy, right? And I also think that Wilson is not a better quarterback than Justin is. Fields is. Now you've watched both of them. You've watched tape on on Wilson. I have not Countless seen hours. I have, you know, I saw him play a bit of a game, you know, early in the season. I even forget who they were playing. It wasn't anybody very good. Um, so your thoughts on him? You, you, if you, if it were you, if you were the Jets, you were Hugh or uh, Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas. I almost yeah. said Hugh Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were Joe Douglas and you're sitting there at two. And you got your choice of Fields or Wilson or Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Obviously, Lawrence is off the board. I get the feeling you would take Fields. I would. I would yeah. What he brings to the table. He ran a 4-4-40. He has a cannon of an arm. They're saying that um, I think he sits in the he's – he's a better pocket passer than mm-hmm. Wilson is. He could run an offense a lot better than Wilson. Right, but I think the perception is that he's not. Right, you know but what I mean. He really is. He really right. is a pocket quarterback, as opposed to being a guy that runs around. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think that's what Wilson is. Wilson is almost like a Carson Wentz in the sense that he plays his best football when he's, when on he's under duress. Right, rolling out or yeah, boot bootlegs, waggles, exactly. that kind yeah. of stuff. So. If you if you're gonna get a quarterback like that, he's not gonna really be able to run the system that you want to run if he's not in those type of uh, special circumstances. Right. I think this. You know, Fields could do it all. He can run both of those offenses, and that's why I think he's the better quarterback because he can be a drop back passer, can hit his second and third read. They say, "Oh, he can't throw the second or read." Why throw it to your second or third read when your first option is open? Right. Yeah. That that's that was well. It wasn't even just that. As far as a a knock on him or perceived knock on him, it was you know this idea that he is the last in first out guy. I think was the way it was was worded. In other words, the work ethic was not right, 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 right. Morlovsky well, from ESPN came on a radio show or with Pat McAfee or or something and actually said that. Well, what I've heard is uh, he's you know last in first out kind of guy. Well, That's a big knock. So has Ben. So has Ben. <laughs> when he came out of college, but he's, yes. he wasn't that after a couple of years in the NFL, though, right? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know when I was with him oh, for yeah? two years, yeah. he, was, he, was, he was that guy. No kidding. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and just like you said, guys do change. You'll yeah. understand once he gets to the big leagues that he can't do that. You know, you, you, you're, you're playing against – some of the best athletes in, in the world. Mm-hmm. And it takes a little more focus, a little more preparation to take your game to the next level when you're dealing with people that everybody's a superstar. 
you went from being one of the superstars on the team to being around all superstars. And that's what people, when they first get in the league, they, they, they're forced to, to understand. Right. You know, everybody's an All-American at the NFL level. Well, when I you're mean, in college, you have four or five um, All-Americans on your team. Right. In the NFL, everybody was an All-American. Well, yeah, they, they would be forced to that, but some guys just don't get it. You know, you think like it's obvious, oh, well, he'll pick that up. Or, And I'm not saying that he is that guy. I'm just saying that that was said by a talking head on ESPN and it got a lot of national attention. And, you know, it's it's a real not, you know, Kirk Herbstreet came to his his defense mm-hmm. and, and and had it out with Orlovsky so much that ESPN had to had to like talk to both of them. Right, right, right. <laughs> It was a right. beef. Well, you, you know, know it's, it's it's just one of the things where how can you just say something and not be held accountable for what you said? And it happens too much. Right. It happens way too much. You know, I mean, I unless mean, you have direct knowledge of it, you know, I exactly. think you can't just say, well, I've heard this. Right. Because that, that right. can really do damage to to the, uh, you know, to the player's potential. Right. Exactly. That starts exactly. to become a narrative. You can't go out and just say hearsay. And you don't have concrete evidence of it. And, and, and it happens to a lot of players. A lot of players' draft stock goes down or goes up mm-hmm. just simply by somebody, you know, saying something that they really had no knowledge of. Right. You know, that's one thing you, you, you do see. The eye in the sky never lies. Never lies. Yeah. What you see is On what film. you get. Yep. Right. And if you look at – if you, I challenge everybody to go out and even just go to YouTube. And look at highlights of, of 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 Wilson, and look at highlights of Fields, and see how many passes you'll see from him throwing in the pocket, mm-hmm. outside the pocket, and then called play action plays or boot plays or waggle plays, and you'll see the majority of, if not all of them, from mm-hmm. Wilson's aspect, have been outside the pocket, rolling out, throwing from awkward positions. Mm-hmm. But you look at Fields. It's kind of cut half and half. Right. Half the time he's being a freakish athlete. Half the time he's sitting in the pocket and pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. Now Both we of got, them have strong arms. We got something here uh, on the stream, which I did just see this too. And Jeff Bruder points it out on the stream, Barrett. Uh, Tiger Woods, some more information has been coming out uh, gradually about the accident. And TMZ is apparently reporting that Tiger Woods' uh, car accident was caused by speeding apparently he was going 83 in a 45 mile per hour zone and that is also not just a 40 mile per hour zone that was a 40 mile 45 mile per hour zone that had a lot of accident history because of the way the the road sort of, sort of winding know, roads on the winded hill. and yeah yeah so wow given the track record idiot what happened here now it looks like Aton's back yeah we should be connected too i guess we weren't Looking at the Listen, I have no idea. We're we're just flying blind here doing a show. I just destroyed some ass from Georgia who decided to drive 20 miles per hour on a 45 mile per hour street. So get I don't care anymore. Like I today is a waste. I'm so mad. Trust me, I'm so mad that I'm late because we blew all we had we had to remove this one guy who I've been trying to get on for now. 10 days, Ryan Ballingy, who's awesome with golf. And now we have yeah. to talk about it here. And here's the thing. These, these doctors, man, it's all the same. Trust me. I, I know people I have people in my family with medical conditions. You can't be two minutes late 
and they will cancel your appointment. If right. you are two minutes, you can be in the parking lot. Wait, 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 I'm parking. No, cancel your appointment. But they will have you wait for hours and not even tell you why. And I got, look, all doctors, I don't care. My, I've, this is not like all cops and all the other, all, every single one of them, every single doctor is a crook stealing your money in that specific small little area. There isn't one doctor who can move fluently. I know I have doctors in my family. They've told me that's what they do on purpose. So you are being, I'm, I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. Wow. God damn it. Jeez. I would have loved to have talked to Bouncy too, man. He's good. Uh, Who? Your golf guy. No, he's going to come on with us. I just oh, he to- is? Yeah. Oh, right. okay. Well, what about Parles? Well, yeah, we can still do Parles. I was, I, I, we're connected on the network. I don't know what happened. Now I'm even more pissed off because I told Culver that we would be connected, and, and I had this thing set up, but it's on my end here. Oh, I swear to God, if you're from Georgia and you're driving 25 and a 45, I'm going to pull you over. Wow. Well, may, were they were they protesting the voting? Uh, no, law? no. This guy drove into a mansion on Turwood Road. He drove into a oh, mansion. So I, I know where that is. Him. I let him have it. You bleeping this mother bleeping that. Go the bleep back to Georgia. You bleeping bleep. He might be a member at your club, and you not even is, know it. I see him there. I'm going to punch him in the face. If you see that Georgia license plate in the parking lot at your club, you might have an issue. I'm going right up to him. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I, I see. Here's what it is. Uh, look, I'm not the only one late. <laughs> uh, Philip Brooks checking in. I'm late. What's Hello, up, bro? <laughs> See, what, what's going on? We're connected. What is going on right now? Is it- hey, Ron, we're connected. John Watson and Tony. You weren't connected. No? No. Oh, boy. I, you were, like, uh, when I was looking at the comrades, I could see that you were connected. Yeah. I could not hear Harry or Barrett at all. <sighs> John Watson. So it was something when you came in, you flicked a switch or you did something, and all of a sudden I could hear all three of you. You can't go anywhere. You can't. Ron, you missed you miss gold, bro. Ron with two ends, you missed gold, man. You, yeah, you missed some great stuff. So that first hour was fire. Great first hour. Driving FaceTiming while doing the show. I think that might be illegal. I'm not sure. <laughs> you, know, you know what's illegal? He's untouchable right now. Trying to cancel an appointment when I'm two minutes late and keeping me for an hour and a half. That should be illegal. Outrage. I trust me texting and driving more than a doctor's office moving a line. Yeah, Jeff Bruder points out that everybody was late today, but the stream bras and Harry. That is yeah. absolutely <laughs> fact. I was definitely late. That is facts. And Xander, Xander wasn't late. Valentine's Day. Xander called me. He called me and said, um, where are you at? I said, what do you mean where I'm at? It's 12 o'clock, right? I got a text saying 12 o'clock. No, bro, you're on. I said, no, I'm not on. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. I ran and got the equipment, boom, 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 and I'm on. Wait, where are you? I'm in New York. He's got another birthday celebration that he's got to pay for. Yeah, my my uh, my daughter turned 29 today. Yeah, April 7th. You know this this is my prodigal daughter too, man. This is my daughter. I hope I hope not 91. Sorry, back. Because I kick anybody's ass from Georgia now. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. 
Well, no, so, tell us about the party. Oh, we want to party. We went to eat. First of all, oh, that's what we're gonna say. First of all, we went to this place. Um, what was it called again? Oh my goodness. You know, I got it on my Central Park. No, we're not the, the place we <laughs> ate last night. No, Central yeah. White, White Castle. <laughs> that green, that green place that green in the space. middle of <laughs> In, in the middle of New York. <laughs> I'm looking at my hotel window. This big green lawn, man. What is that? <laughs> that was good. the greatest, huh? That is too good. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. So what? what's the here? deal, Aton? Like, what are we? Are we back on? Or are we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I am beside myself because this thing was set up. And I had it set up so that you could just... Go to the network. And I should have been home 25, 35 minutes ago. Wow. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Now, you've been doing a great job here, Iris, so I don't want to step in by any means. Oh, step in. And redirect. <laughs> Step on in. <laughs> Come on oh, in. God. You're welcome. I have, first off, let me say this. This was all on me today. The reason why everything is dysfunctional, the reason why everything is disjointed, even more so than a regular show, because we, we're crazy, but we like to color between the lines at least. This is all on me. So don't blame Barrett. Don't blame Harry. Don't blame Xander. Don't blame Ron Culver. Don't blame Houston. Don't blame Jacob Media. Don't blame anybody but me. And I Georgia. Would, yeah, well, and blame somebody in Georgia because I could have been here ten minutes earlier if right. the guy from Georgia wasn't going twenty and a thirty and a forty-five. But my point of it is that I, I had multiple uh, doc appointments here for the, the you know what's happening at home, and I thought based on talking to the doctors and the timing of everything that I could be here for the second hour, right. and they just kept me and kept me. So I apologize. Today is my fault. I will All definitely right. take the hit. And you can rip me as much as you want on the stream. No, not ripping you. I'm, you know, I'm just saying that the, the, you know, the first bad. hour. Everybody down, you know. The first like, hour was good. It was fire radio, man. I started out by myself. I thought I was going to have to go it alone for the whole first hour because Barrett was AWOL. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think we should podcast the first 15 minutes just to show you how, <laughs> you know, what it's like to have multiple radio professionals on a show when one can step in for the other. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, it was it was masterful. It was masterful, man. I I jump right in and he throws. I'm like not going to rip Aton. I'm going to stroke myself. Right, <laughs> right, right. Look, he That's throws. A- and it's, as soon as I step in, he throws like five questions at me. Bam, 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 bam. bam, bam. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the show was flawless. It, it it just flowed right through, man. Did you see Barrett's a box of White Castles? That no. he showed on the stream. Dude, oh. he's got a suitcase full of White Castle hamburgers. He ate like eight of them already. A suitcase. Look at this. Thing. Look at this thing. A, a crave. Crave. Sliders. All yes. right. What's the equivalent? Like, like what's 20? What's 20 sliders equivalent to? Like 10 Big Macs, eight Big Macs? How many whoppers are you eating? Like it's three. Question. This is one burger, man. Yeah. Look at this. That's one bite. Oh, come on. You're doing that for effect. You can put that down in one bite. Oh, he could easily do that. I got to be able to talk, though, man. No, what what are you? You could Joey Chestnut that thing. Easily. Just don't soak the bun. I go, too. How fast do you think you could eat that? Like, let's let's do this. How fast do you think you could eat that box of 20? 
And I'll pay for a second box of 20 so you can crush that and then have your box of 20 for whatever you needed that box of 20 for. Well, they're cold now, so but I I, I, could, I could do that box in about five minutes. Easy. Wow. Easy. I, I think I'd take the under, wouldn't you, Harry? So would I. <laughs> so I mean, would look, I. Barrett's a big man, yeah. and he has he has a good appetite. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Great appetite. Healthy appetite. Is that fair? Yep. I think I you can could crush do that. It. Look, I think you could do that three. You could do that three thirty easily. Oh yeah, no question. We're gonna no break question. in five minutes. Think about how long that's gonna take. You, you would you would put that box down in three minutes, three and a half minutes easily, bro. And and they're good. That's the biggest thing because they're yeah, good, right? I I always thought they were kind of undercooked, and I know that's the that's their thing. Yeah, like that's the way they're made. I guess I was just used to that charbroiled burger stuff, you know, prior to it. So, well, there isn't any charbroiling on a slider, right? No, no, <laughs> that no. Thing is, you're in and out, right? <laughs> Those things are designed. Yeah, every now and again you get one undercooked. Four forty, Joey B setting the over under. No way, you guys. I guarantee. You. Now, how can we see this? How can we make this happen? Well, I mean, Barrett, uh, you know, we'd we'd have to start him out on an empty stomach. He's already got right, eight in right. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've eaten eight. I've yeah. consumed. You've eaten eight. I mean, there's only like this much left of my soda, so I've consumed yeah. all of my soda. Plus, I did sneak a, a, a Dunkin' Donuts over there. Um, oh my also, god! So. I said, "When's the cardiology appointment? Are you gonna you're gonna go <laughs> hit up a doc in New York City too?" And there's a couple of fries too. So yeah. Oh um, Jesus! Are you hungry? Yeah. Sir? No, I just that's okay. what I'm saying. I, I just ate that one for the effect. Yeah, wow. I'm not hungry anymore. I'm getting chest pains just listening to this. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this oh is something, man. God. You are on a fast food bender right now, huh? bro. Like you go up to New York and eat fast food. Did what? you get oh. into some of Aton's stuff before you went to New York? Right. I mean, <laughs> no, I told you I woke yeah. up at nine o'clock. Yeah, and I walked. It's oh, a mile two. It's, and it's not, so I got my exercise in. It's a mile two White Castles and a mile back. Yeah. So I, I worked out before. I did. So I actually worked out, you know, and, and, and got real hungry to make sure that I was going to get the full effect of it. So I was really <laughs> going to enjoy it. Jack yeah. Brewer on the stream. Barrett ordered a <laughs> liter of cola. A liter of cola. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We, we now have a recap here. Barrett, Dunkin' Donuts, soda, White Castle burgers, fries. It's only 1230. Are you setting yourself up for a food coma where you're just going to pass out for three hours after the show? And, hold on. And I walked two miles. Well, well I hope that, so. You might have to walk six more. <laughs> you might have to walk to Brooklyn when it's all said and done. Oh, God. No. So I, I we have an appointment. I got a, um, an appointment to go uh, to the museum. Yeah. At three thirty up here, what so, the MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so, wait. You better prepare yourself. If it's the MoMA, you better prepare yourself because it's not like a typical museum. You might come in with some higher expectations. We know you're the king of high expectations. Yes, absolutely. Start looking around. Like, wait a second, is this it? Is this, is this <laughs> all we got? <laughs> you guys have the kick laying here, right? <laughs> I'd rather go watch video of Max Homa yeah. than be at the MoMA. <laughs> Nice. Where, where's the rest of the where's the statue's arms at yeah. how come that how come that painting isn't colored you know what i'm saying why where's, is everybody where, nude right 
Oh, no. Now, Philip Brooks, Brooks, part of me getting in on a, the mix. That's what I was going to say. Philip Brooks getting in on the mix here. Oh. You got to see Barrett eat Chinese food when he comes home. Oh, boy. Oh, oh he's like now, Eddie Lacey. The, 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 the Chinese food in St. Louis. I don't know what they put in it. Oh, yeah? I don't know if they put in a little bit more of MSG or whatever it is, bro. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. I go is that home, right? I, it's so good that I have I have my family freeze it. No, dry dry ice, freeze it. And send and, it and, to and, and send it to me wow. overnight. Wow. Yes. People are getting yeah. cheesesteaks sent from all over Philadelphia to different places. And here's Barrett in Philly getting the, the local Chinese spot. St. Right? Louis. Right. I never knew St. Louis was known as a Chinese food hotspot. Who would have known? Oh. It's unbelievable, man. Look, I'll trust the guy who just put down half of a fast food menu when it comes to good food. So oh, I'll me too. Barrett. All right. Yeah. Barrett just ordered the left side of the Chick-fil-A. Oh, what was it? The sliders. The yeah. white well, look, menu. At the end of the day, you got to know what your worth is, man. You know, you got to yeah. know what, you know, what you're good at. And, and, and I'm definitely good at cooking and eating. I mean, that's just, okay. I'm a connoisseur now, of cooking and eating. I have a quick question because you you said you got to know what your worth is. And for some reason, it, it reminded me of what happened with this Deshaun Watson stuff. So I'm not going to derail it. Did you guys play that cut? No, that we couldn't. To play? No, we couldn't because okay. we didn't have access to Ron. Well, yeah, but I didn't know if also from the email. So that, that's no. we'll do that. We'll do that. Jeff Paul's going to join us as well. I just wanted to also as we're getting down here to the final minute or so before we break. So we'll still have Parles. In the house. Okay. And how was, uh, I saw a little bit of Kincaid. That was good too, oh, right? Kincaid was great. Yeah, we touched on a little soccer. Big night for the Philadelphia Union as they have opened up the CONCACAF Champions League down in Costa Rica. Yeah, me and Harry got a little bit of a, good stuff, we got a little man. bit of soccer, soccer action. Yeah, I heard soccer an action, action yo. Mentioned. I mean, you know, you know, Kincaid, he's got the flag planted for the Philadelphia Union. Yeah. I mean, he is the guy who's been, you know, beating the drum for the MLS in Philadelphia for years. Well, I, I heard towards the end of the conversation, you guys were talking about just how the camps, Barrett yeah. actually referenced that. And right. Arsenal, I think, was the first club that started that, where it was basically over like, in England. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically like you could send your prodigies to that camp and they'd get weeded out like the best of the best. And so, but another thing too is, and, and this is something that we've always dealt with in the final 30 seconds. I say this is that the best of the best aren't funneled into soccer in this country. Mm-hmm. Their fu- athleticism is funneled into, and it's not a knock on soccer. It's just something that soccer has to deal with. Right. Yep. No, you're right. It's a challenge. challenge. All right. So we got Parles coming up. We got Ryan Ballinger too in overtime. You're going to want to stick around for Ryan. He's got some great insight and plays on the Masters, all here on SportsMap Radio and phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Oops. The, the, the middle. The middle. So, bro, I know we're going to get on that, but I, I, I got to say happy birthdays to the, to the kids in the stream. You know what I'm saying? We, we looking. We checking it out. Happy birthday to, you, to your kids, man. You know what I'm to saying? To who? 
the kids, man. I'm watching the stream, man. What stream? It's double birthdays. You got to keep your eyes yeah, off that stream. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, you have a conversation with the stream, and nobody has any idea what you're talking you gotta about. You got to give us That's a heads up. Get you hip to it. Because they get you hip to it. No, no, no. We I have no idea what you're talking bro. about. So now we're in the middle of something, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Happy right. birthday. Happy birthday yeah. to who? I have no idea what was, I, what's going on right now. I, I can just imagine people listening on Sports Map Radio just like, what did he just say? Who's Play talking Action to? Real. Play Action Real. His son, Nick. Happy birthday, bro. And All then, right. Now, now everybody's got a birthday. Joey B's daughter, uh, 16 today. Yeah. I mean, calling BS today. Seriously. This is like A.C. Green selling that he right. was a virgin back with Showtime. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on book. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Yo, what did Joey? What did Joey B? Oh. Uh, three to one. Uh, yeah, that, that's a mixed color hat. Wow, no, it, it's a white primary. Wingfoot. Okay. It, yep, it's this past year's Wingfoot hat. Yeah. I. Uh, it was a tough call. It was a tough call. Night hat. No, that's not. Night a helmet. Call. Night helmet. helmet. That's not a night helmet. No. no. Cat cowboy hat. Nah. No. Nah. Well, you know, what, I, I did threaten the cowboy hat at one point. We got we got to find myself one of those uh, one of those ten gallon hats, sparkly hats. I don't even know what that is. That's Jeff Quarles, <laughs> by the way. That's Jeff Quarles from Book It Sports. As we return and get into our weekly conversation with Jeff from Book It at HQ, is how you can follow along. Was that me? Was that on my end? No, that was my end. I caught a Charlie oh. horse. <laughs> You catching a Charlie horse sounds like something fell. Yeah. I just That's I just kicked the heck out of my this chair next to me, man. I caught a Charlie horse. Like, <laughs> That's from that's from all that sodium and all those White Castle burgers. Oh, You're man. exactly right, yeah. man. I, I I would eat that. It sounded like something just fell off someone's wall there. Oh, no, that, that's goodness. the sound of a 350 pound man yeah. adjusting his thigh. You should yeah. see what happened in the room below him, right. <laughs> bro. There were times after games, and I'd be sitting down. We'd be at the restaurant, and we're sitting there eating, and all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, I get a full lockup. 
Both oh. legs would get Charlie horses. Oh. My back, my shoulders, and I'd be laying in the middle of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And my kids are looking at me like, oh my God, he's doing it. <laughs> Dad, what is he doing? Dad, get up, man. please, get up, please. You're embarrassing us. And I could care less what people were thinking about me. I was in full just lockup mode. I'm hurting. I just yeah. finished the game. They didn't care. They didn't right. trying to make me get up because I'm embarrassing them. Right. I feel I like I'm about to die. Know. And they're talking about you're embarrassing me. Somebody get dad an IV, please. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, where to begin? Uh, let's start. Where do you want to begin? You know, normally, and, and we should always, right, explain to the people as we continue to get new eyes on the stream, new ears on the program via Sports Map Radio and beyond. So we want to explain to everybody, especially from the jump, what Book It Sports is, what the community is, and why there is more than just a place to go. There's content, and that's something that Jeff provides. So it's an all-encompassing destination, if you will. Yeah, and it's a good place to uh, to fade uh, fade picks of people. So, uh, so <laughs> even though, in particular? You, no, well, you know, I will tell you, I, I, as you all know, betting baseball is one of the most miserable things to do. Mm-hmm. But I am off to a pretty reasonable start this year, which Uh-oh. is by far the worst possible thing that could have happened. Uh-oh, uh oh, now- because that means I'm just going to bet it continuously. But uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> plenty of plenty of picks, plenty of content over at the Book It Sports app. Uh, go check, go check it out today. Uh, the, uh, the again, Tre- our CEO Trent has plenty of content right now. He's 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 found the first inning no run props, but he hasn't had the best success so far of finding the right game. So uh, uh, that that will be one where he'll have to figure himself out as we go along. Wow. Well, let me sneak one in here for you. This, go ahead. this is local to us because it hit last night. Yeah. And apparently, there's a little trend going on here where even if you're just doing a half a unit, every time, every single game, the Philadelphia 76ers play with Joel Embiid, you might as well just throw something on him to score the first bucket. Apparently it's yeah. hit. It's hit a little more often than not, and this is a nice little trend with Joel Embiid when when he's out there. If he's not out there, then I don't bet anybody in any game in any scenario to score the first anything. Right. But it seems to be with Embiid, they're running to try and get him that bucket. Now, last night you needed a turnover from Boston, but I'll take it any way I could get. Of course, and look with a guy who wins the opening tip off more times than not. And is the best scorer on that team by far. I mean, yeah, why not? I, I, I don't, again, never bet those first basket props more than about a half unit. That's like the most right. you should ever do on those hmm. because it's such a crapshoot, even more so than any of bet, anything betting wise, uh, because you need to win the tip, you need to get the ball to your guy, and you need to make the shot. And then if you and then if you don't score on the first possession, then you have to get a stop. It just a, a lot of things need to happen. Those odds honestly should be a little bit higher than they really than they are out there. But that's not a bad angle, especially when you know Philadelphia is going to run their offense through Joel on the first possession. Really, they're going to run their offense through Joel the entire game. So right. why not take a <laughs> shot on it? Yeah, hey Jeff, uh, get started. When yeah. it comes. When it comes to baseball, is does the line tonight uh, for Aaron Nola look a little cheap to you, given the way he looked in his first start and the way that this Phillies bullpen has looked in uh, uh, the majority of their games thus far? First off, I have to congratulate the Phillies on winning the World Series in the first mm. week. I have to, I have to do that. <laughs> um, that's always my favorite thing. The first week, the team, 
the team that gets off to the hot start that actually has a little bit of expectations that always gets crowned the first week champion. Right. And it's extra special when it happens in Philly because we know how a lot of people in, in, in the city get overexcited on quick starts in baseball. Right. But I think the price is about right, actually, Harry. Okay. The, the guy who's going for the Mets today, David Peterson, was their number four a year ago. He pitched pretty well mm-hmm. in his first season in the bigs. Uh, the Phillies do uh, they, they do and they don't match up great against left-handers because Rio Muto's obviously a reverse split guy who's actually better against right-handers. Harper, better against right-handers. Gregorius, better against right-handers. But uh, I, 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 that line feels about right. If that gets actually a little bit more, if Nola gets bet a little more up to about minus 160, I actually would let, look at betting the Mets in this spot. So that mm. would be where I look. I think that number's right. What I have been gravitating towards, and actually this is a game that I actually think this is a good one because the hook is on there. If you like unders this year, guys, especially with A, how bad bullpens seem to be across baseball, and B, that godforsaken horrible extra inning rule is back again yeah. where we're plopping like a guy that. on second base without <laughs> doing anything. I If I like a game under, and this worked for me yesterday, and it actually worked out because more than half of the games I bet went over for the full game. Right. Bet the first five under because hmm. the starting pitching is still really darn good in baseball. The yeah. bullpens are what are the problem right now. So if you like a game under, I have no issue with taking the first five under as opposed to taking a full game and having to sweat out bad bullpens. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Man, that's a real good idea because everybody sucks. After, well, bullpen, you know, starters get out. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Phillies bullpen obviously a year ago was historically bad. They're off to a pretty good start, as you mentioned, yeah. Harry. Even though I will say, Vince Velasquez last night. Now he stinks. Uh, I, so so Velasquez, Velasquez to me has always been a guy. If you throw him one inning, and you know, and he has his good stuff like he did for the first inning last night, you can get away with it. Get but out. But as soon as he loses, as soon as he loses, and it can take one batter for him to lose it completely, you just got to get him the heck out of there. Right. And Girardi left him in too too long last night, and that's why that game got out of hand. And even though the Mets bullpen did a did a good job of keeping the Phillies alive at least for a while last night. Um, they, they wasn't enough. And again, uh, Noah, obviously full disclosure here. Of course, I'm on with a Philly show. I am a Met fan. I am a New York, North Jersey guy. So uh, the first, the, the Monday night game was infuriating to me because they blew another DeGrom game, but the Phillies is up to, up to the solid start and coupled with the Braves looking horrible through the first week of the season. That's, that is something to at least watch in that NL East. But you know that Velasquez last night did something, according to Jason Stark, that had never been done in the modern era. What was it? Strike out the strike out the side in the first inning, and then walk the first four in the next. Yes, he went a, an inning and a third, allowed zero hits, four earned runs, four walks, and four strikeouts. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> four earned runs. How many hits? Zero. Zero. zero right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's the first time. Now, here's my question: Who, who since what the modern era? So, were guys era. doing that regularly back in 1890? I don't know. You'd have to ask Jason. Was Honus Wagner? Uh, maybe his stats were inflated because yeah. you had pitchers doing this left and right. Grover Cleveland it was a habitual uh, exactly. offender. Somebody get Russo on the line. He'll know. <laughs> uh, you couldn't pick Grover Cleveland out of a lineup. <laughs> Well, hey, can we can we shift it over to basketball a little bit? Yeah, you know, NB getting back and the way the Sixers looks looked against uh you know well, 
for the past, you know, 10 games before Embiid was back, they won seven and three. Um, they're they're two and one since he's been back. Where are they at, you know, as far as futures? And and did they go down? Did they go up? And, you know, how does it all, uh, you know, equal out, especially with the Nets picking up Griffin and Aldridge? Well, one thing I will tell you, Barrett, on that last point there, I don't know how much LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin actually help Brooklyn if they match up with Philadelphia because the one fun thing that everyone has seemingly forgotten about those two is they're horrible on defense. Mm. And Joel Embiid should be able to destroy both of those guys in a seven-game series. Futures market-wise, let me double-check this real quick. Uh, because these numbers really have not moved much. The only not. number that's really moved is the Lakers have moved because mm-hmm. the Lakers may the Lakers are in danger of actually falling into the seventh seed, which would make them have to win a game to actually get into the bracket. Granted, it shouldn't be a problem for them because they likely have LeBron and AD back. But once you start falling down the ledger that far, it can get a little bit dicey for them. They just need to make sure they stay in the sixth lap. But look. The Brooklyn Nets are, to me, the rightful favorite right now at plus 260 at DraftKings. The Sixers are the sixth favorite at 11-1. to I'm surprised they're behind Milwaukee. Milwaukee hasn't done anything to show me that they should be ahead of Philadelphia still. Yeah. Uh, so, look, uh, the Sixers at almost 5-1 to one to win the conference. If, I don't think that's bad right now, actually, Barrett, all things considered. I, I, I don't know how Philadelphia fully matches up as a whole against Brooklyn when they're fully healthy. But I do know they will have a big-time advantage of Joel being able to go off on Brooklyn's big guys. So at least I, I, they would have a puncher ch- puncher's chance in that series, and they definitely would not be 5-1 to one to beat Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, Jeff, I wonder if there might be some value to, to kind of cut it in half and just take them at plus 115 to win the division, knowing that they stand a good shot of playing worse teams, beat up on teams, and the and the Nets are still dealing. They win, I get it, but they're still dealing with the James Harden now out on an extended period of time, right? So I wonder if that might be value that you can jump on instead of having to wait for the Sixers to win multiple series. Now, I, don't Grant, hate that. I, 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 don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all, Eton, especially because we know Brooklyn is willing to sit people more than Philadelphia is. And once the Nets have the, get tighter down the stretch, the Nets, look, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you shouldn't care if you get the one or the two seed this right. go around. Right. There aren't enough fans in the stands yet in Philadelphia to make that big of an impact, even though the Sixers are great at home. And if you're Brooklyn, I'd much rather give Milwaukee in the second round anyway because I'd rather get them when, when, when the Nets are coming off sweeping whoever the hell the seventh seed ends up being, guys. So – um, I, I would, I, I would, I, I don't mind that. If you're getting a plus price on Philly to win the Atlantic Division with them tied right now going into tonight, and knowing James Harden's going to be out the next two weeks, and we don't know what Kevin Durant's going to look like in his return tonight, I, I, I don't mind that at all at plus one fifteen. What is your uh, typical strategy for betting a major golf tournament? Are you one of the guys that takes? Uh, a couple of guys to win, or do you spread it around with top tens, matchups, top twenties, things like that? Yeah, I, I. So when I back in the day, the first Masters I bet, I did the horrible strategy of only taking outrights, which was mm. just the worst possible uh, strategy right. ever. Yeah. Again, I was a twenty-two-year-old kid; I didn't know what the heck I was yeah. doing. Right uh, now, the strategy is very simple. 
All right, you know and what? Let, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll hold, hold off for you, Eton, and then I'll, I'll tell you what it is. He's experienced at this, yeah. Eton. Yeah, yeah, Jeff knows. If I'm animated or something, that Jeff knows. It's it's the Barrett treatment, and now it's it's the <laughs> Barrett's treatment, and everybody's getting the treatment. Barrett gave me the treatment. Who was on the other day where Barrett was like, all right, hold on. We're gonna, we need a break. We're come back. <laughs> yeah. well, everybody's on, on it now. All right, we're back in three. Wrap the hour. Jeff Barrett's with us. It's the middlephillyvoice.com slash the middle in sports map radio. All right, Jeff. You may continue, sir. Yeah. So uh, to to, uh, to to continue the uh, the answer there. So the one thing that the newer jurisdictions do better than out here in Vegas by a lot is golf betting. Hmm. Golf betting in the East Coast is significantly better than it is here. I will give the Westgate credit. The Westgate Disco Round finally is kind of getting hmm. in Good. there, but they're not offering. They're 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 topping out of top twenties. That's where they're topping out. What I like to do, especially in in, in, the, in these tournaments, top 30s, top 20s, and there are usually a bunch of guys who should not be plus price top 40 yeah. that are plus price top 40. I grabbed one for Augusta. Who do, who do you have, Harry? Zach Johnson is plus money for a top 40. Are you kidding man, me? Man, that's for a guy who's won there. That's uh, that's pretty wild. He is honesty. a past champion. Yeah. He, is, he has got a wedge game that is still unbelievable, and his putter is pretty damn good, too. And yeah, experience I, matters there. So just looking at it off the bat here uh, at DraftKings. I got like six guys that are top 20-plus money that I was pretty surprised at. But. Yeah, the – these top 40 markets, though, are really like you're basically asking, all right, will this guy make the cut? Yeah. Right. Because if he makes the cut, you're more than likely finishing in the top 40. Like Dylan Fratelli is playing great right now. Mm-hmm. Not and, Dylan, and Dylan Fratelli is even money. Right. Top 40 right now. Right. Right. I'd like that's a if that if, if he misses the cut, so be it. That's right. a good bet. That's a good bet to take Dylan Fratelli at an even money plus price, top 40. Mm-hmm. The one that I will tell you that I always like doing the Masters, and of course last year I didn't bet it, and he uh, has a great finish. Is uh, is our guy Bernard Longer, mm-hmm. who obviously is is ancient, yeah, but he's a machine. At three, but at three to one, he's to finish top forty. Yeah, if he That's again, wild. he's another guy. If he makes the cut, he's finishing in the top forty. So yeah. those top thirty and top forty markets, guys, have a lot of value in it. Uh, my favorite top thirty, by the way, is Abraham Answer at plus one ten. I got him. Yeah, he, he just he, he should not be. Off. He should not be plus one ten well, top thirty. That's crazy. Because he blew a bet. Oh, he blew me. Le- he blew my <laughs> bet last week. He stinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's dead to him now. He's dead. I, yeah. I am out on Answer. See, there you go. Not, he is I, not the answer. You know, it's funny. Last week I said I had a, a hundred and fifty to one on Answer to win the the, the, uh, the Masters, and and you were praising it, Harry, and now. Abraham answers the worst, the worst yeah. thing of all time. It's funny what happens when you lose a bet. That's right. Oh, hey, hey, trust trust just me, I'm, I'm trust me, I'm, I, we all know the feeling now for sure. But those I'll top thirty, top forty markets are great, though. Take advantage of those in the newer yeah. jurisdictions. Take Here's advantage. Here's one uh, to think about, right? Did you do that, or say I don't want to do that if Xander did that? But I, I, I don't. Know. I feel like I don't see all your head. Here's one uh, to think about. Yeah, and I can't find it on the current app that I'm on. So, you, depending on if it's DraftKings, Fanduel, or Barstool, wherever. But um, studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we'll get into a little more golf talk with Ryan Ballinger coming up at the top of the hour with overtime. Final couple of minutes here, hanging with Jeff Parles, and in the break, we we did shift a little over to golf. And 
we it, it's funny in in I guess in my mind that we begin the segment talking about Barrett struggling on the floor of a restaurant, dealing with multiple Charlie horses, and now I end our time with Jeff suggesting that people, if they can, take Kepka to miss the cut mm. because this dude looks like he can't bend over and yeah, pick a golf ball up. Yeah, he can't. And, well, and isn't that, that a pretty good sign that he's well, not going to play well? Yeah, I mean, you know, except it's him. Uh, but, but this, but this, I, I'm telling you, the, the landscape at this place, you have no idea unless you've been there. This is not an easy walk. And I know that sounds like, oh, yeah, shut up, Harry. I'm no, serious. No, this is a big up and down. It's a, it's a big ask. If He can't even bend down to pick up the ball out of the cup. Fade him. Fade him now. Watch. Probably, <laughs> probably he's going to be in the final group on Sunday. Now. I, I swear. I swear. What are your thoughts? This this is a, a nice little sneak play that I got on Paul Casey as a guy who can who can probably sneak into a top twenty even even finish. Is there anybody that you have as we kind of wind down here, Jeff? And and maybe there's another play outside of golf you want to give us. But is there any? Is there a sneak guy that you've looked at in any capacity? If it's winning a six group or if it's just a top forty, is there a name that hasn't been talked about enough that you really like? How about someone who played pretty well in Austin two weeks ago, Victor Perez, mm. who was a guy that I was looking – again, that showing in Austin actually kind of hurt his market a little bit because we probably would have gotten north of $2 yeah. in the top 30 market if he didn't perform that well. But you're still getting plus 164 on him top 30. Yeah, That's pretty good on a guy who's in really good form and – I, I, I know he's only been uh, at Augusta once before, but I, I, the guy's form and, I, I, is great, and he's played well the entire year. And that big of a price on a guy who's in that good of form, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that on Victor Perez, plus 164, top 30. Not Jeff, bad. Appreciate you, brother. At Jeff Parles, at Book It Sports. We'll chat next week, have a little more time as well. Thank you, brother. Thanks, guys. It. Thanks, Jeff. Right, Ryan Balangi, OT next. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, it's overtime. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. It is myself, of course, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander. And look at that. Ryan Ballinger hopping on with us. And as as I mentioned, I chat with Ryan. We we spoke with Ryan a bunch leading up to the pandemic and last year and how golf was was changed. I'm excited because Harry is the real golfer in this group, Ryan. So you two can have a conversation. Me, I'm I'm struggling to to hit triple digits. And Ryan, you can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Ballingy, two, G, two E's at the end. At Golf Newsnet is the Twitter account for thegolfnewsnet.com. So everything golf, everything from majors to small tournaments you probably didn't even know existed. Ryan, what's happening, man? Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to have you. And trust me, it doesn't it doesn't matter how you play. If you can pick winners, that's all that matters. <laughs> Two totally different sciences, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Ryan's not bad either at the game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> don't keep, don't put yourself down there. He had a tweet. What was this? 
I, I remember we brought it up on, on the other show because you put out about how it's been work, it's been work, and you finally made it down to scratch. And you deserve a round of applause wow. in this golf community for that. Golf clap. No question. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm a little better than scratch right now. We'll see how long that lasts. But uh, hey, I may arrange when you're on tour, I don't care what tour it is, and you're getting paid professionally, just give us an interview or two. That's mm -hmm. all we ask, all right? My only hope is the Champions Tour, where I can only have to play three rounds, and all I got to do is kind of putt it a little bit. Hopefully, that's my my chance. And maybe you can get a cart. Yeah. Yeah. I can act like I have a bum leg and just ride along, drink some beers, right. play three well, rounds, get free money. That's That's the dream. Well, speaking Hello. of who, maybe needing a cart, and I know it's not el he's not eligible for it, but Brooks Kepka uh, doesn't look like a guy who can make it around for four rounds on the property uh, based on the way his knee looks right now. What, what, is, what is the outlook for Brooks Kepka in your view for making the cut? I think he can make the cut. I think he can will himself to playing better golf than basically 40 players. I mean, it's an 88 player field top 50 in ties in, in terms of the major championships this is the easiest major cut to make so if you're mm -hmm. betting someone to miss the cut you're expecting them to play worse than all the old guy champions that have no shot the three or four amateurs that have amateurs. no chance yeah. and timers who generally stink so I, I like him to make the cut but beyond that I, I have a hard time supporting brooks this week fair enough um you know, just looking at the tournament itself and, and kind of taking a bigger picture at it as as we begin this discussion with you, Ryan, is is there anything and it's Augusta, right? So not much changes. It's you know what you have ahead of time. But with the pandemic and coming off of that, a, a kind of crazy season that golf did fantastic with and coming back into a sense of normalcy. Is there anything different? Is there a variable? Is there something we should keep an eye on if it's course or just the way in which the, the season has gone so far that could impact who wins this? I think the difference you'll see is probably because of the guys that played this tournament five, six months ago in November is a completely different golf course. It was Bermuda dominant. It was softer. It was easier. And, and I'm sure Augusta National wasn't thrilled about all of that, but they got it in and did it. And that's the last impression that a lot of these guys have of this golf course is that it was easier and softer. And it's not going to be that way this week. You can hear guy after guy in the, in the press room talk about how it's firm and it's fast and it's how they understand Augusta national to be in April. And, and you got to figure they maybe ratcheted up a little bit, provided that the rain doesn't come uh, on Friday or Saturday to make it pretty much as nasty and as fast as they can until you get to Sunday and then you get those familiar pins and they want some roars, even though there's fewer people that that's what they want on Sunday. So you got to figure Thursday's your day to get it. Friday, Saturday are going to be pretty, pretty tough. And then Sunday, they're going to give you a chance uh, with the traditional pin placements to score on the second nine. Yeah. I'm hearing that the greens are already showing a shade of purple in certain spots and they're syringing them. You know, when you hear that on a Tuesday, they, you, this is going to be a really hard golf course come the weekend. Yeah. And there have been talk even going into this week. I mean, guys have been going and playing practice rounds a couple weeks in advance that, Hey, it was a little spicy, get a little glassy out there. Mm -hmm. I think that's by design. I mean, the, the natural reaction to having someone like Cam Smith shoot four rounds in the sixties, be the first guy in 80 masters to do it is okay. We don't want that again right. anytime soon. 
we're going to make this very clear that this is a true April Masters. So I, I think they have a little intention behind the setup. So more like a little U.S. Open flavor to it uh, for a couple of these rounds. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in the last couple of years, we've gotten away, maybe the last 10 years, really, we've gotten away from winning scores that used to be the Masters winning score of like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, under par. And we've gotten into the mid-teens, even near 20. I mean, Jordan Spieth got to 20 under at one point. Mm -hmm. I am sure they have not been thrilled with that. And if they're able to kind of dial that back to not quite U.S. Open, but if you shoot 470s, you might be in a playoff. I I think that's kind of what they're looking for this week. What's your take on Rory McIlroy this week coming in with really no fanfare at all? Is that an, could that be an advantage for him? Because he is notorious, even when his game is good, for getting out to a slow start in a tournament, making the cut on Friday, doing you know nothing, going in neutral on Saturday, and then having a great round when there's no pressure on him on a Sunday and he sneaks into a top 10. Oh, here we go. Yeah, the classic Rory McIlroy backdoor top 10. Yeah. Uh, absolutely in the cards this week he's working with a new instructor Pete Cowan he's worked with this guy Michael Bannon basically his entire life and he's suddenly made this change to Pete Cowan who's an analytical guy very clever really a great teacher he works with Brooks Kepka too and some other big names and they've got a long-term plan together but I feel like the game plan for this week has to be just be who you are hit the ball a long way hit it pretty straight be a lousy wedge player like you are and just kind of hope that it leads to something good And if he can keep it straight off the tee, and that's really the big question to me, can he keep it straight off the tee? That sets up everything that he has traditionally done, for better or for worse. But if he can just keep it in play, give himself chances on the par fives, and not screw up the par threes, I think he's got a decent chance to actually make a top 10 finish. Again, for that reason that if he's in contention, his his B-plus game is as good as a lot of guys' A games. Mm -hmm. and like the scenario you played out where he gets through on the number or just a little bit better, then he's got nothing to lose. He can go for broke and backdoor that top 10. So he's got a couple different ways in. I think that's different for him compared to some other players. I didn't, Barrett, yet you want to jump in? If not, that's fine. Bro, you know I don't know anything about golf, well, I mean, man. I, the only, thing I, only <laughs> thing I know about is what they're having for dinner, man. That dinner menu they have. Didn't you play with the, the blanket last night? Didn't you I'm, play I'm, with Worski on Saturday? But still, man, it has nothing to do with 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 the price of tea in <laughs> that China. Didn't play well. Yeah, what I do, what I do is not considered golf. Right. All right. You know. <laughs> not, I, not I, am I? Harry will tell you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> none of us are when we compared ourselves to these guys playing. Uh, they play a game that we are never be familiar with. Right, I'm, I, yeah. look, I'm I'm getting Charlie Horses sore enough just sitting here, let alone going out there and swinging <laughs> on the golf course. My whole back would just tighten up, man. Right now, and they walk the course. Right. Yeah, no carts. Not like uh, when we had you out there and you showed up on hole three 20 minutes late on the cart. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, you can't do that in Augusta. But let, let's let's look at this, though, from from that standpoint of just the the broadcast and, and how it's going to be presented. We know that they have a very unique figure. We know that golf right now has not on the level of Tiger, but a unique figure in Bryson. And he's just a magnet. He's a magnet for eyes. My concern, and this is just me personally, Ryan, my concern is I walk that line now as somebody who is a casual golfer and somebody who is now vested and interested in watching the game and watching everybody develop on the course. I fear that it's going to be close to like a Tiger level coverage of Bryson as opposed to maybe more of a wider field. It could happen if he's in contention. I think there's a natural curiosity about him. 
but what happened in November where he said, okay, par for me is 67 yeah. and, and nowhere near it. He got hardly any TV coverage because it didn't matter. He, right. he blasted everywhere in three putt. And it Except wasn't on three where he put it in the left rough and couldn't find his ball. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I like, like, the, like, come on, you can't put that out there in the universe and then embarrass yourself. Right. I, I think the only way they show Bryson at that kind of level of coverage is if he's in contention, they learn their lesson from November. You can't, can't talk the talk and then not walk the walk and get on TV. They've got mm-hmm. too much to show, and they've got way too many players who are going to play great this week to put any airtime air on Bryson if he's not a part of it. What about John Rahm? Now the uh, you know the pressure is off about you know having the the impending birth of his child, and he said that he you know if if she was in labor or, or close, he wasn't going to go. And now all that's you know by the boards. You know, can he just? No. A lot of people are thinking he can just sort of exhale and really have a good week. I love him this week. I mean, I, I, JT's my guy to win, but I, I like yeah, Rahm a too. lot. He's pl- been playing. I mean, he made a change to Callaway equipment from TaylorMade after do- using that for the first four years of his pro career. It does not seem to have bothered him. He's basically been in the top seven a whole bunch uh, this year. He hasn't won anything, but he's been playing solid, strong golf. He's a, he gains so many strokes off the tee with his driving, kind of like a Rory in that regard. And he's a pretty solid putter. I mean, he, he's mm-hmm. just a very confident putter. I think that can help on a golf course where maybe you got to be a little bit more defensive. And, and you can't be really worried about your expectations because you probably haven't slept that much in the last few days. You probably haven't mm-hmm. been prepped like, like you could. And so you come into this with really low expectations, but a good course record, a good current form, and you seem to be happy. I mean, that, that tends to work out pretty well for a lot of players. Think about Danny Willett, who won in 2016. It just had a baby, was playing the best golf of his life, and was totally relaxed. And he stepped right in when Jordan Spieth melted down. I'm not saying there's a meltdown coming for John Rahm to walk in through, but he could play some really good golf this week and, and just be kind of relaxed about it. Uh, you mentioned Spieth, and we had a conversation last night, and uh, I've worked Spieth over a couple of times on some plays as a result. And clearly, the, you know, the top 20, if you can get him in something like that, I think we all agree that that would be a a decent to good play, especially depending on the value, but the one, and I'll let you explain it because you have the number and and it's an awesome stat. But the one now that I really like after chatting with you is, and we're all about the first in this, on this show, like betting first periods and quarters and all that other nonsense is speed leading after the first round. And I could get them at plus 1800. Wow. That is your one and only Jordan speed value bet this week. He has been, the first round leader in 2015, 2016, and 2018. Three times out of the last five, they played this thing in April. Jordan Spieth is FRL. I mean, if that, if you're interested in a value bet, there it is on Spieth because everything else stinks. He's, what, plus 850 or plus 950 to win the tournament. <laughs> the top 10 and top 20, I mean, why even waste your time? There is your, there is your money bet if you think you can get something on Spieth. Everything else is just, it's just not even comparable. And I, I think that's a reasonable assumption to think he's going to come out firing. He's got to be confident after winning the Texas Open. Uh, JT at plus 125 for a top 10 finish. I didn't hate either. That's a great number, actually. I'm, again, I love him to win. So Me I would too. Take, I think he's down to 10 now. I have him at 12, but I, I would I would take that bet. I mean, that, that's basically a glorified matchup bet. And he, right. again, in this tournament, there are 30 players who have no chance. So you only got to beat 40 players, 45 players to get in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Not bad for a guy who continues to improve every year at Augusta National. 
So you're on JT too to win. I, that's my my number one play to win. I also took something on Morikawa just because it's just Ooh. a big number, and yeah. uh, I threw a long shot on Paul Casey because I know that he is hitting the golf ball as best as he ever has, and he's had pretty good success at yeah. that place. He hasn't won it obviously, but I think he's got great temperament for Augusta National. I completely agree with all three of those bets and have actually all three in hand. Oh, so, good. Um, there we go. It's hilarious because we talked about this last night, Ryan, and those names came up and I played those names and Harry and I had no conversation no, about no. that. He just had it in his head. I knew you guys. It was. It's like when we bring on a former player in the NFL, Barrett right. takes over the interview and we sit back and let him talk. I knew this would happen. Kiss me. <laughs> It, I mean, they just, they just, those are just names that make sense. I mean, you can go out and reach a little bit if you can do a top five bet on someone like a Christian Bezaden Hoyt or Brian yeah. Herman. You might get a really good number on them. Uh, a top 10 on either of them probably be pretty interesting too. Jason Kokrak's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Honors is a super fun long shot because T to Green, he is so good. He's a better putter than he used to be. And he just doesn't make a lot of errors. And in this tournament, this is the stat Randall Shambly loves to use. But basically, if you make more than one double bogey in this tournament, you lose. And Corey Connors is the kind of guy that doesn't make big, crooked numbers. Mm -hmm. he, lots of kind of boring fours and fives. And yeah, that might not be great a lot of weeks on tour. But some weeks, like this one, it's going to add up and be a good thing in the end. Well, yeah, and also the the uh, round one is a big indicator at this tournament. In the last 16 Masters, and I, I know you know this, uh, there's only been one guy who has been outside of the top 10 that has won, gone on gone on to win the tournament. And that guy is Tiger Woods. T33. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're thinking about this from uh, a day one perspective, maybe you don't like where your board is at or your card's at after day one. Just bet the whole top 10. I mean, just, right. just do it. You got, a, you got as good a chance of anything as getting the winner. Even if No question. Just That's bet great. I love it. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much, man, for popping on again. At Ryan Ballinger, as you see, thegolfnewsnet.com is the site. You have what, – what? I know you change it up a little bit, but you have the newsletter out for everybody as well so people can stay up with the game, with all the things that you're doing covering the game and, and all the advances of the game itself, not just the people playing it. Yeah, we cover the game professionally from the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, the mini tours. We cover all that, but we also cover – recreational sport as well so equipment uh it's a little bit of instruction travel i mean we, we do it all at golf news i'll have to get yeah. ryan on the podcast here pretty soon hey ton this is Wing great it yeah, yeah i'm telling you he's he's the guy he is mr pga at least out here for us and hopefully for more who will follow along awesome love Always it a pleasure brother thank you thanks guys appreciate it, it was a blast thanks, ryan all right, you got it. That's Ryan Ballinger joining us here on Overtime. Now, real quick, I know I, I can see Barrett already moving around. Like he's got to go, go, bro. He's got to right. go. <laughs> oh, do you really? You have to, yeah. Go, go, yeah. go, go. But do we want to play this thing? Uh, let's do you it tomorrow. You were ready for your massage. I entered the room and was both shocked and sickened to find you completely nude, face down. Your full rear was exposed, as well as your scrotum. All right, so we'll save that and play. Yeah, the yeah, that's a good tease. Now we're gonna pay <laughs> off that tease tomorrow. Oh, I think so. <laughs> all right, we'll see you all. Thanks to Ryan for hopping on. Thanks to Jeff Barles. Thanks to Ron Culver. Thanks to everybody else, including Kevin Kincaid. For Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, eight on Shander. It's overtime. See ya. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community. 
Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. See ya, guys. Thanks again. I apologize for being late and all this other crap. So hang with us tomorrow. We'll be back at 11 a.m. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.